Ladies and gentlemen, what in the matrix hell for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Welcome to the Space Jam. <laughs> You're despicable. <laughs> Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello! Hi! Hello! Hello! I'm uh, Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantar Major. And I'm a bad guy. Duh. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Margo Lister. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Oh, yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes. Uh, welcome to another show, another week, mm-hmm. another big roundup of pop culture nerdiness to go through. But first, we must touch base with us, ourselves, and how our weeks have been, starting okay. with Fulia. Uh, so this week, um, I'd say that the most highlightable part of my week has been the Easter weekend part of it. <laughs> uh, went to uh, my best friend Alex's family's Easter lunch nice. on Friday um, because that's how everybody's schedule lined up. <laughs> and so it was really good. We had barbecue. We had we chatted away. The kids got their little Easter egg hunt as per usual. And then we all, and the adults had the adult uh, dessert, which was a chocolate trifle, which was so yummy. Ooh. Yeah, it was very delicious. Um, big shout out to Alex's mum. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hi, Alex's mum. Mum. <laughs> um, what else was I up to? Oh, I also watched a couple of things. Um, so uh, I finally got around to watching one of the Best Picture nominees, Mank. Oh, you watched it? I watched it. Oh. Yes, I watched Mank. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It's it's the cinematography side of things is beautiful. I absolutely love it. Um, I love the way that they. This it's just the way that it's been edited as well is so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the story wise, I had a hard time keeping up with it. Um, but it's a story of his life of. Um, Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz, yeah, the screenwriter. Yeah. Um, so it did, for me anyway, it did drag on a bit because it was it's it was kind of like doing a biopic of okay. of him. Um, yeah. And it was in this it was in the style of the black and white style of filming back in when was it like the forties, the thirties or forties? Yeah, thirties and forties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so during that time. That the way that they filmed it, that's exactly how they filmed it here. It, it was almost, it was almost very, very similar, very close to it being as if it was. I, I didn't really research it, so I'm not sure if the, if it actually, if they actually did use like 
actual film um, to do the filming. Um, but if, if they didn't, then it, they did really good with the visual effects, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting to see, um, where his sort of, his story went, like he, how he got from, cause it, it, it doesn't start off at the beginning of his life. It only starts off at a certain point in his career, mm. uh, up until like maybe the, I forget it was like a week or two before he passed away. Um, they didn't show that part of it. They just showed up to a certain point cause they were doing a, a particular film um, that these producers and these, uh, you know, all these writers and directors and whatnot were trying to get him to write, but he was just taking forever to write it. Um, and yeah, and he's an alcoholic as well. So <laughs> a lot of that was shown. Um, but overall, I can see why it was nominated for Best Picture and you know, um, or, and, and a few other nominations as well. Mm. I can, I can totally see why, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do win. Um, it was really well done. Nice. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, recommend everybody at least see it once. <laughs> Great. Um, and another thing that I watched, uh, it was, um, the, it was the discord movie stream time, over the weekend Woo. and uh i put up a like this this month we're just going to be doing random movies and i put up a vote post uh and with 10 different movies one of them which was the one that we ended up watching was one of the cornetto trilogy films hey <laughs> we watched hot fuzz <laughs> nice i finally hey. Watched it for the first time. Oh my god, you've never seen Hot Fuzz? I've never seen any of the Cornetto trilogies. And you started with Hot Fuzz? This is an outrage. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was the second well, one. <laughs> bearing in mind, we we know fully, Ash, you'll probably have a bit of a struggle with the first one. Fair, because it's zombies. Zombies, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but... I'll eventually get around to it. Yeah, it's um, more of a comedy than a horror, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I was glad that my Discord family decided to vote for it uh, because that meant it's a new movie that I can add to my list um, of movies that I haven't seen. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's very good. It was... I... I three... For three quarters of the movie, I was face-palming. I was eye-rolling. And then the last... Like half an hour was like, okay, I'm into it. <laughs> Jesus, that's not promising. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, no it's I don't know. It's got nothing to do with the film itself. It was just more of the the characters the, yeah. and their behaviors, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. just it it annoyed me. <laughs> I know. I know. But now, yeah, you'll understand the reference when Mike and I say for the greater good. Yeah. Oh gosh. The greater, the greater good. good. The greater good. <laughs> the greater good. Jog on. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I love. And then my other favorite joke is like, oh, when's your birthday? February 22nd. What year? Every year. Every year. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Gold. Yeah, nah, I, uh, I, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Simon Pegg, man, my gosh. He's great. He was hilarious as Nicholas the... Nicholas Angel. The, 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 
just the the law abiding <laughs> the law abiding police officer that gets shipped off from London because he's too good to this <laughs> country town and he like he can't help himself like like his ex girlfriend said he can't switch off work you know who that was the the the, <laughs> the, the ex girlfriend in the, who in the is, white who suit who was it who was Kate Blanchett oh are you kidding me. <laughs> The amount of and faces also, that I that I saw in this film, I know, I, I know, was gasping. I know. Yes, Mike. And all, and also the uh, Santa Claus that stabbed him in the hand was Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot and about that news. one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Great. Um, I now understand the references. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I get why they. Why, like, I have, I don't, I don't know the reason why it's called the Cornetto trilogy yet, but from seeing them eat the Cornetto ice cream in the movie, I'm assuming that's a thing for all three yes, movies. So. That, is, that is the connective tissue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Timothy Dalton was just very hilarious. Good. Very good. Oh my gosh. Good bad guy. The the best douchebag of a bad guy. <laughs> Skinner. <laughs> Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, but Nick Frost was also just so innocent and just blasé and just apparently they get punished and the punishment is to eat cake. Like I don't understand that concept. <laughs> Why not? It's fine. I love um be rewarded. This is your punishment. Here's yeah. A reward. <laughs> yeah, literally. I love his, uh his um uh love for Point Break. And, you know, just cheesy action movies. Then the bad boys. <laughs> and bad boys, yeah. Shit just got real. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, point Blank or Bad Boys 2? Which one would I prefer? No, which one do you want to watch first? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for that. It's so, it's so good. And I, his, I love and, it. And his, was it Peace Lily plant? Yeah, yes. He had a little bit of an obsession with it. With his little, um, bon- <laughs> was, it, was it a bonz- bonsai? Was no, it no, no. Tree? Was it actually peace lilies? It was a thing? peace lilies plant. Yeah, it was the potted plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah Japanese pe- peace lily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, and he was gonna get one for um, what was his name in the Nick Frost character? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He was gonna he was gonna get one for him. Yeah. But then ends up discovering that he was a witness to a murder. So. Yeah. <laughs> Danny. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I almost I, I almost cried at the end. I was close to crying. Oh, because um, Danny got shot. No, the the fact that um, yeah, yeah, da- yeah, Danny got shot. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, da- Danny got shot. Yeah, and I immediately, as soon as the gravestone popped, I'm like, I know, no, yeah. and then he pops in. I'm like, oh thank god. Yeah, <laughs> and it's fine. I hate when movies do that. I know. I, I think that's just a, a trope that they decided to go with. That it, and it it's just, a comedic thing. Exactly. Yeah. And they it, it worked out well. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so that's 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 pretty much the highlight of my week. How about you, Michael? <laughs> well, <laughs> coming off that, uh, I don't. It's not really interesting, really. Uh, I mean. Um, uh, yeah, I watched some stuff. Uh, I started watching uh, Invincible, um, the new the new uh, cartoon that's on uh, oh, Amazon. Do you, do you mean Invincible? Did I say Invincible? You said Invisible. 
Invisible. No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure you did. My ears hurt. No, nah, I reject your reality. And, and you substitute and your own? Substitute my own. Yeah. Fair there enough. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when in Rome. When in Rome. Um, yes. Uh, I watched Invisible. <laughs> Again, you said Invisible. But that was deliberate. That was, okay. I was going to say, that was the point. Um, he was taking the piss. Yeah. I like taking piss. Taking it home. Yeah, uh, I watched uh, the, the the first three episodes of uh, um, Invincible. Mm-hmm. And and it's really good. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, I, Kendall, if you haven't seen it, I think you would probably get a kick out of it. Yeah. Uh, Fulia, if you can get past the first episode, I think you might like it, but okay. I highly doubt. But- <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. So, so yeah, it, it uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a cartoon. It's about superheroes, and it's roughly the same vein as as the boys, but I think it's a bit more bit more lighthearted in a way. And it deals with family, and I, and I love myself some family, some family content of uh, a guy who's pretty much a teenager, and he and he discovers that uh, he is like his dad uh, with superpowers, and he's learning to have superpowers, and his puberty changing his life, so a little bit of that as well, and learning about life. Uh, especially in this in this world, and I don't want to g- give too much away because I think if you go in cold, I think it's m- more beneficial than than basically blurting out what what's happening. So yeah, if you if you if you if you like that sort of thing, uh, I reckon you can go go for it. Uh, other things that I watched, I also watched um, Nobody, uh, which is a film that came out. Um, Probably like two week, two weeks ago or something. So I've got a lot of catching up to do with my cinema going. So yeah, I, I watched that. That's very good. Uh, um, uh, the same writer as John Wick. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a lot of elements in that. Uh, but with this one, um, uh, the main guy, uh, Rob Over- o- Owen Kirk, uh, better call Soul guy. Yes, yes, Bob uh, Owen Kirk. Yes, he he is the main main protagonist, and I quite and I really like it. I really enjoyed it. It's nice. uh, it's definitely a film to go go and watch if you like John Wick, but with a middle aged guy. So, <laughs> well, essentially, but Keanu Reeves is a middle aged guy technically. But yeah, you know he he he's a fa- he, he's more of a family guy. more of a more of an average <laughs> Joe kind of person. Yeah, a nobody. A nobody, literally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, who are you? I'm a nobody. It's like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, a bit of fun. Um, I sort of, sort of, ha- I gave a little um, a review video that I that I did, and I uh, uploaded it today at time of recording. And yes. Just five, yeah, just five minutes before you uploaded yours, Ken. I know. I noticed uh, that. When. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> we're thinking, we're thinking too much alike, but yours is completely different, and I'll let you explain 
that. I will, yes. Uh, what else? Um, I finished reading the first book of uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, what I took out of that, um, the first season is definitely it, it definitely is a good homage to the um, to the book, uh, and that is to be seen with later movie uh, later TV shows to the adaptation from book to movie. Uh, because we know what happens in episode in season uh, four onwards of what happens with that, uh, and I've almost finished Dune, so I'll be ready to watch Dune when it eventually comes out. Yeah. So that that that's basically my 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 week. Uh, did a couple more videos for Fred, but I'll talk about that when we're talking about Fred. And uh, family had Easter, so that's um, that's good. It was um, first sort of Easter that Zelda sort of twigs is like, oh, I get chocolate this day. Sweet, <laughs> I want today. I want every day to be chocolate egg day. <laughs> so that was a bit of fun, and yeah, and that was good. And, and of course, Bluey ha had a Easter special that I re really really enjoyed. Oh, and nice. Yeah. Bluey is good. Bluey is... Especially for a kid's show. Yeah, it's very good, actually. Yeah. I highly recommend Bluey. Yeah. I would recommend that for Fulia. <laughs> yeah, Fulia, you would find it really adorable. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, adorable, charming, and and a couple of times I, it brought a tear to my eyes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good family show. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah, and it's Australian. And it's Australian, and mm. yes. Yeah. What about you, Kendall? Are you Australian? Fuck yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oath. Fucking oath, copper. Too easy. Too easy, mate. Uh, <laughs> wow. The country Victoria side of me just came out. Um, yeah, yeah, your Bendigo Bogan yeah, just came out. I know, it did. <laughs> really did. Flashbacks, flashbacks. Um, okay, so, yeah, my week. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty good week, actually. Um, in terms of watching things straight up, I finished uh, the first season of Ratched on Netflix. Cool. Which was very, very good. Um, highly, highly recommend that. Um, and really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to talking to Wayne about it when I see him next because he's seen it all. Um, and, uh, yeah, we can have a discussion off here. Sorry <laughs> to tease that for everyone who won't get to hear it. Uh, but oh, no! Where are we going to see you? Uh, the one and person. Wayne will, God damn it. And Wayne will expect the conversation now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's happening. Um, but, no, it's friggin' awesome. So um, I'm glad to have watched that, finished that. Also made my way to the cinema this week and uh, watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, cool. So I only have two more Best Picture nominees to tick off the list. So that's The Father and Mank. Mm -hmm. So I've got, I think we've got like three or four weeks until the Oscars now. Three weeks, I think. So yes, time's ticking. Um, but yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah was wonderful. Um, just... So interesting to see a different lens on the same time period as Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's, they take place simultaneously, really. Because, uh, you know, you get mentions of Bobby Seale in the movie and, the tr and that trial, what's happening in Chicago, and because it's based in Chicago, this movie as well, because that's where Fred Hampton's chapter of the Black Panthers were. Um, 
And yeah, so that was kind of really interesting to get a different lens on it, uh, a different, slightly different take. And um, but but really really good, really good. Uh, I don't, I'm I'm definitely can't say which film I prefer if I had to pick them both because they both have an, an incredible qualities to each of them. They're just very both very different uh, in their approach. Do you, hmm? Am I going to have to do a Wayne? Yeah. Uh, Oh, make me choose. No, please don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I really don't want to choose. <laughs> choose. No. Maybe. No, I don't want to choose. I don't want <laughs> no. to. I can't choose because okay. like, I like them both. I like them both. They just both have different approaches to the source material. Um, so, but you know, that's, it's fine. Um, they're both very good movies and I can see why uh, Judas is up for a bunch of awards, uh, especially... Oh, Michael, you're freaking... I looked up and your face was making a face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Especially uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who plays Fred Hampton in Judas and the Black Messiah. He was outstanding. Uh, My God. Just, yeah, completely captivated uh, by him uh, throughout the entire time. Every time he was on screen or in frame, my eyes were on him. And whatever he was doing, uh, and it's it's nice that the story kind of split its focus between Fred and between our main character played by Lakeith Stanfield, who was also very good. He's the informant for the FBI, who goes undercover uh, and in the Black Panthers to get close to Fred Hampton. Um, so they split the focus between them both. I mean, it's mostly on Lakeith Stanfield's character, but um, oh, is it Bill O'Neill is his name? Uh, yeah, and they they show us they display some real footage from you know the goings on at the time, um, and it's yeah. So I highly recommend checking it out. I I'd, I'd probably give it a four out of five if I had to rate it. Uh, very good, very good stuff. Need more movies like it. More more historical, incredibly powerful, uh, you know, game changing films. Um, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Um, okay, and then on to the rest of my week, because, uh, yeah, seeing Judas was definitely a highlight. Uh, Good Friday I spent in Bendigo, actually. Uh, went and visited the parents, and uh, my brother came along for the ride, and we had a really good day with them, catching up and eating lots of food, as we like to do when we get together. <laughs> um, just lots of um, seafood-related stuff, because it was Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had basically had fish and chips for lunch and fish and chips for dinner so <laughs> it was it was simplified but it, it was very delicious uh and snacks in between um mum made homemade guacamole yeah um it was very yeah it was real nice it was yeah from scratch it was really really nice uh yeah so that was really great really really great to see them uh and then to finish off my week i uh went out on the town in the melbourne cbd and I did a comedy pub crawl with my trivia friends because uh, the International Comedy Festival is happening right now here in Melbourne. Um, and it's, you know, the first time it's been on in two years because it was cancelled last minute, this time last year. Uh, so it was just really great to see stand-up comedy again. Um, and none of the comedians I saw I'd ever heard of before, which I was, part of me was like, Oh, that sucks because you know you want to see pe- like famous people, right? You're like, yeah, oh, it's a good, it's good for a celebrity watching the comedy festival. But at the same time, it's always great to see unknown talent, people you've never heard of, because they bring things to the table you may not have considered, or you wouldn't, 
you know, something like a pub crawl is a good way to showcase talent you wouldn't go out of your way to see, mm. like, because they're not names. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, ended up having a really great time. Three out of the four comedians were amazing. One of them was a bit subpar, but it was mostly because I I didn't get his humor at all. We were oh, okay. Different, different, kind, different kinds of humor. Uh, but the others were amazing. And, of course, there was a lot of COVID jokes, um, which was so um, interesting to hear. And um, But even some even some good material about the AFL, this one guy did a whole rant on, on Aussie rules because he's, he's um, uh, English. <laughs> of course. In, um, <laughs> English married an Aussie. Um, and, yeah, moved, moved here years ago. And then, yeah, um, got used to comparing... Uh, his what he thinks is football, which is soccer, and our our AFL, and he ended up summing it up as uh, gay Quidditch, <laughs> which was the punchline to one of his jokes, <laughs> because of all the the posts and uh, yeah the running around in skimpy outfits uh, with all the men that are all buff. Uh, it was very very funny, uh, but yeah, so that was an amazing time. Um, also went to a few pubs in the CBD I'd never been to before. Oh, cool. Which it's was a nice way to discover pubs too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just all around a success. And yes, I did pay for it uh, the day after. <laughs> uh, but not not as bad as I have in the past. So it was a manageable hangover. Uh, that's good. <laughs> so we're okay with that. It was worth it. Um, anyway, that's enough, I think, from us for uh, our weeks that have been... Uh, Michael has his hand yes, up. Yes, uh, I forgot to mention um, when, when the family had uh, uh, Friday, uh, we had fish and chips and we watched um, Jesus Christ Superstar. So, yeah. Oh, on theme, on brand. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> I jokingly said, <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we watch Passion of Christ? I think I think Zelda's old enough to watch mm. that. And she and, and <laughs> Sammy said, nah. You know what? We haven't seen Jesus Christ Superstar in a while. It's like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it's okay. But but at the scene where um uh Jesus is getting um whipped um and Pontius Pilate is counting. Uh Zelda was counting at the same time and I thought, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> she doesn't really get the context, but you know, she she's learning to count. So <laughs> she, That's yeah, amazing. she can count the fifteen. There we go. <laughs> oh! Well, she can count further than that, but but it's, she was counting by the whips of Jesus. So there you go. She, oh she, no! <laughs> wow. And then, then you know, she'll go to school, and the teacher will be like, "Zelda, how do you count?" And then Zelda brings a whip. <laughs> Where's the king of the Jews? One. Yeah, Two. yeah. <laughs> three. <laughs> Here's a um, rose of thorns. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad she enjoyed it. Uh, she. Maybe? She was. She was slightly amused. I don't know. She. She wanted okay. to watch something else, okay. but but you know. Yeah. It's mummy and daddy's turn. We take it at turns. Muddy, mummy, yes. You got to share the TV. It's all about sharing. Yes. Sharing is caring. Very nice. Sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of sharing, we have a lot of news to share with you all this week. So let's dive in. It's nerdy news time. Hey, 
This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty then, it is nerdy news time, starting with some Marvel news to kick us off, as I love to see. Uh, we've got some more casting uh, for Thor Love and Thunder. This week it was announced that Russell Crowe will be joining the cast um, of the upcoming Thor movie. Uh, seems to be in a cameo sort of appearance not a substantial role. However, they have not said really either way. That's just speculation at this point. I did read one article that pointed out, wouldn't it be cool if Russell Crowe was uh, playing a fake version of Thanos um, <laughs> to go along with the Melissa McCarthy is fake Hela and uh, bringing back Sam Neill and Luke Hemsworth. I, I'm on board with that theory <laughs> and I support it and I hope it happens. Speaking it into existence. Um, but yes, we will find out, of course, when Thor Love and Thunder drops in theatres next year. Cannot wait for that. Um, crossing the pond to DC now this week, we, uh, we're going to forego Trailer Park for this one because there was a lot of trailers that were released. Um, had to be very specific with my choices. And uh, we talked about this movie last week with Su- uh, Suicide Squad uh, releasing its Red Band trailer. And this week... They released a new trailer uh, that was, I guess, the PG-13 version of the Suicide Squad trailer uh, that had a lot less, a lot less violence in it, a lot less swearing inappropriateness. Um, so it's one that everyone can enjoy and get a good taste of what to expect when it drops uh, in theaters and on HBO Max later this year. It was a very good trailer. Um, it, uh, half of it was new stuff. That wasn't in the Red Band trailer, and the rest of it, of course, was already in the Red Band trailer. But, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Still cannot wait to see that when it arrives later this year. Uh, in more DC news, uh, this is sad to hear, but not surprising, considering we hadn't heard anything about this for a long time. Um, DC has decided to uh, not continue with its upcoming films, New Gods and The Trench. Um New Gods had especially been in development a bit longer than The Trench had. Ava DuVernay was was on board directing that one, uh, which was going to be really, really cool. It sounded awesome. Going into some uh, comic book mythology in the DC world that we hadn't really seen on the big screen before, but sadly it's not happening anymore. That's not to say it won't eventually happen down the track, just at this point, it's uh, this iteration of it is not coming to fruition, as is uh, James Wan's spin-off of Aquaman the Trench, which was going to be more of a horror approach, I suppose, to the Aquaman world uh, that we got to know in the first film, and we did get a glimpse of the trench in that, and all of those nightmarish-looking creatures that were trying to attack... Um, Arthur and Mira uh, so that was that was very very creepy and I would have loved to have seen that as a movie but mm-hmm. uh, sadly it's not going to be so uh, disappointing news but again as I said not surprising considering we haven't heard boo from any of these projects for a long time um, alright moving into other movie news now uh, sorry Mike you're going to have to push your date night a week uh, Mortal Kombat has been delayed, uh, um, sucks balls. but only by a week. 
Yeah, only by a week at least. So that's that's a saving. Hey, grace. Warner Brothers, um, get over here! Speaking of Warner Brothers, uh, they have basically stated that they moved Mortal Kombat um, to make room for more Godzilla vs Kong screenings. Um, it is going gangbusters at the moment, box office wise. It is really good. Uh, I can contest. Uh, so, uh, yes. In a way, yes, yes. it's good. Mike, Mike, yes, Mike, Mike concurs. So he's, I think, he's all for the fact that uh, Godzilla vs Kong can can stick around a bit longer and have some breathing room before Mortal Kombat enters the fray. Because no doubt that will be a huge success when it hits theaters. Um, very very soon but it will now be releasing here in Australia on the 22nd of April which is uh, the Friday the 23rd for our friends in the US. In other movie news uh, Netflix dropped a big truck full of cash and paid uh, upwards of 400 450 million dollars US for the rights to uh, make the next two films in the now Knives Out franchise. Mm. Uh, this is huge. Apparently there was a bidding war for the rights um, that kind of went under the radar earlier this week uh, between Netflix, Amazon and Apple. And Netflix obviously have the biggest bank account. So they are uh, they are successful and will be making the sequels. Uh, the first sequel is actually set to go into production later this year. So there's a very good chance we'll see a Knives Out 2 on our screens next year. Um, who knows if it'll be called Knives Out because that was a, a big reference to the, the first film, really. Um, so I'm wondering if it'll be like, you know, Title, colon, a Knives Out story or something like that. I don't know. That's just my speculation, throwing that out and seeing if it sticks. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. We knew that there were going to be sequels and spin-offs coming after the huge success of that movie. Uh, so really cool to see some uh, some feet moving forward in a great direction. So yeah, very excited for that. Uh, something that is also really exciting, although I have never seen Rocky, I will admit, um, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that are very, very excited to hear this news, but uh, Sylvester Stallone is uh, working on getting a prequel series uh, focused on Rocky um, uh, to a streaming service. Uh, he is working on a treatment at the moment um, for a 10-part series uh, that hopefully will find a home on Netflix or Amazon or somewhere similar. Uh, that it will be set in the 60s and uh, focusing on Rocky's rise through that time period uh, with the backdrop of all of the different, um, you know, world historic events that happened at that time. Um, no confirmation if this is actually going to be something we will see uh, or if it's just, you know, Sly being really excited to share that he's working on this. Um, but either way, if it comes to fruition, I'm sure a lot of people will be very happy and it will be very successful. So stay tuned for more on that. Speaking of things to be excited for, uh, Space Jam fans got a huge treat this week and we'll have more on that later. But firstly, uh, earlier in the week, we actually got a look at uh, the first character posters for the upcoming Space Jam sequel, A New Legacy. Uh, and they look really, really cool. Um, 
I personally am a big fan of the, the gradient background, the, the sunset um, orange to purple. I think it's a really cool choice. Uh, so I really like that. The only thing about the posters I don't like is how some of the Toon Squad is kind of shadowed from us. I get the aesthetic choice of that, but I don't know if I'm 100% on board um, with that, that style uh, of the shadow, but I love the, I love the background. And I do like the poster that's got LeBron and uh, Bugs' ears kind of sticking out from the bottom. That's, that's, a, that's probably my favorite poster out of the lot. So they're all online right now if you want to check them out. Um, and we have more on Space Jam, A New Legacy, coming soon in the show. All right. Um, switching to TV news now, starting with some Rick and Morty news. Hell yes. Uh, we got a trailer, a little teaser trailer for the upcoming season five of Rick and Morty. And we got a release date. The episodes will be dropping. Uh, first episode starting on the 20th of June this year uh, on Adult Swim in the States and here in Australia, um, either on Netflix. Netflix seems to have the distribution rights here for Rick and Morty. Um, and uh, it'll be that'll be on the Monday, the uh, 21st of June for us. Uh, but yeah, the first trailer was basically a, uh, a montage of madness. Um, it was just lots of little snippets and clips from various episodes and various storylines that just really go to illustrate how bonkers and crazy this show is. Um, it's been a couple of years, obviously, since the last season. Uh, no doubt um, they probably had intended season five to come out last year, but the things, you know, we know I don't need to finish that sentence. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really exciting to see uh, Rick and Morty's return is imminent. That's going to be awesome. Um, we've got some more Powerpuff Girls live action series casting. This is pretty awesome. Um, they've tapped Donald Faison of Scrubs fame, most notably, uh, to play Professor Utonium in the upcoming show. Uh, awesome choice. He's going to be hilarious. But then again, if they're going for this overall jaded take on the, the world, I don't know how he will be used exactly. But I imagine if they've hired Donald Faison for this role, they've gotten him to be hilarious because he's most known for just being very funny. He's got excellent timing um, and he's a joy to watch. So, uh, yeah. Or he could, you know, be doing a dramatic take on Professor Utonium and be completely knocking it out of the park and I'm speaking out of turn by not giving him a shot. So who knows? Um, I may tune in now just to see what he does with the character. So <laughs> yeah, we will we will see when that comes out. Um, and then I wanted to mention this because um, we talked about this, I think a year and a bit ago when it was first announced that they were going to be uh, adapting the doco series, The Staircase, the infamous true crime story, um, and making it into a fictionalized, dramatized series with Harrison Ford set to star as Michael Peterson, uh, the accused uh, husband of killing his wife, um, even though he claims she fell down the stairs. Um, and it was going to be Harrison Ford's first time on TV, like first leading major anything on television, uh, obviously not including young Indiana Jones. However, sadly, he seems to have parted ways with the project uh, because this week it was announced that Colin Firth will be replacing him. Um, as Michael Peterson in the series. So disappointed that Harrison's not on board for this because I would love to have seen that. But Colin Firth is just as amazing. So I, I think he will do excellently. 
um, in this role. I don't know if I've ever seen him play an American character, though, off the top of my head. So that will be also interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there, there that is. Stay tuned for more. Um, that's probably going to be getting made this year, I'd imagine, and we'll probably see it. I imagine on Netflix maybe next year because Netflix has the rights to the um, the doco series. So, but we will see. And lastly, in the news this week, um, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this because I ruined it for myself. <laughs> um, Eurovision, Eurovision this week announced that they would be. Uh, I guess there there had been organised an event called Winter Vision, which just made me think of Wonder Vision because <laughs> it's my brain. Um, and uh, yeah, that there was going to be a winter contest. It was going to start at the end of next year, um, and it was going to be awesome. And Fulia mate was like, "Kendall, we have to talk about this." And I'm like, "Awesome! I'm I'm you know I'm getting on the hype train for Eurovision, as you know." So I'm like, "All right, let's talk about it." And then I read the article. Fulia, <laughs> would you like to explain to everyone what's happening here? Okay. So, believe it or not, Winter Vision is an April Fool's joke. I believed it. I completely forgot that it was April Fool's, like it was April the 1st yep. when I read this. That's why I posted it. Because I was excited about this whole new concept and I read the rules and everything and then I completely missed the whole part of the fact that it was a joke. Uh, <laughs> so when, okay, so when did you find out that it was a joke? Today. Literally today. Today. Okay, yeah. at the time of recording, day of, day of recording today. Pretty much. Okay. I let that sit for three days and I did my research today and saw the little thing in the article that says, it was an April Fool's joke. But the article itself is so believable. It is. It like is. Like, you go through it all and you think to yourself, oh, my goodness. This And because they also had one of the Eurovision contestants from 2019 actually comment on it, like, make a statement, if you will, mm -hmm. about this whole thing because they were the first act to be announced and... Like I was reading through it, I thought to myself, and it got to a point in the in the article where it said something about nature and animals. The fact that obviously you can't in, in Eurovision itself, you, you're not allowed to have animals on stage. Okay, like live animals are a no no. Right. Okay. Um, but with this concept, because they were going to have it done outdoors where you know you could have extra skaters because it's a winter theme. Uh, contest they said that you still can't have live animals on stage like your your own live animals that you prepared to bring on however and this is where my thought went okay I'm not sure why yeah um, my brain didn't automatically click that this was a joke um, however if mother nature's animals decide to just be part of the performance then so be it. And I'm just like, ah, uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be a good thing. <laughs> Especially for the performers. Um, but yeah, it was a very elaborate and very well-made prank by Eurovision. And I applaud them for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also, screw you guys. Yeah, I was actually excited for it. <laughs> this is the reason why I don't yeah. watch Eurovision. Oh, no, 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 no. Eurovision is still still relevant and still very much enjoyable and entertaining. But I was really looking forward to having like winter-themed performances. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> That's all right. Next time Fulia posts something in our little group, I will make sure it's legit first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, it's It was April Fool's. And look, I almost felt that, that I, there was one, I think there was one article I saw that was an April Fool's joke and it had something to do with um, the Snyderverse or something and how they were expanding it they were expanding it because they've been adamantly clear that they're not going to do that and then this one said they they are and i was like oh it's april fool's day don't fall for that (laughs) (laughs) almost got me but you know what i was going through like when i went onto social media and i saw all these different posts about different things i knew that it was april one but i don't know at what point i completely wiped the memory of the date for me when I was going through it and I came across the Eurovision thing. I think you were probably just that excited. I just got really <laughs> excited just, about it. I you just, completely didn't even I just, consider yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, oh, Winter Vision? That's a great idea. <laughs> and also the the problem uh, of living in Australia, we have to look out for uh, the 2nd of April as well, considering t- uh, timelines. Yeah. Time. Yeah, time zones. That's, that's a very good point, Mike. <laughs> So you may have even seen it on Friday morning, and so it's most likely, yeah, yeah most likely saw it on saw it on Friday rather than Thursday, which was so. The day. How about people who post these things? Maybe consider the rest of the world, yeah, <laughs> before you try and trick us, you I think bastards. That's I know it's the point. <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching to the even, choir. Even 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 the um, the bubble tea club, the the bubble tea club that I absolutely love ordering from Mm -hmm. the ones that make those home kits they even did a home they even did a joke like an april fool's joke that one of that one was an obvious prank Mm -hmm. because it was literally you can make coriander bubble tea and i'm like coriander i don't think so oh my god I swear I saw, didn't, wasn't there like a post going around of like a coriander donut or something? Uh, a biscuit, know. I think. I, know you guys I think that. it was like, um. A biscuit or cookie. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was, um, I want to say Subway. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was Subway. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I thought it was legit too. Co- coriander. Because I'm like, oh, well, you know, that they're, they're putting green things in everything these days. So yeah. Like, why not? No. Anyway, that's enough on that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but Fulia, while yes. you while you have control, okay, let's let's hear your thoughts on this week's nerdy news. Uh, okay, so nerdy news for me. Um, it's it's interesting um, to find out that Russell Crowe has been uh, cast for Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm curious to know what his role is. To be mm-hmm. honest, like I like because no one's got any idea about it. Um, and you know they're not disclosing it until obviously closer to the release. Um, you know it'll be interesting to see what his role is and when the trailer comes out. That'll be really exciting. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a prominent role, but we'll see what happens. Um, and because I think it was just more so the fact that because um, 
It was supposed to be a surprise for fans that Russell Crowe was going to be in this. Was it? <laughs> in this movie. Oh. But then, you know, reporters and paparazzi saw Russell Crowe hanging out with like Chris Hemsworth on the sets and stuff a lot. Uh, and so it was. It had to be that's, confirmed. That's that's surprising, <laughs> considering how you know how good usually Marvel are at keeping things close to the chest. Mm. Um, and there has been a lot of this kind of thing happening with the Thor: Love and Thunder yeah. uh, stuff, like the whole Melissa McCarthy thing as well, and you know the fact that they kind of had to be forced their hand with Matt Damon as well when he was in the country and. Yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, that kind of sucks that they're surprised. Hopefully there's some surprises that they're missing. Well, hopefully. I mean, yeah. the fact that they that no one knows what the role is yet, that, that'll no, be a at least that's at least that's something. We don't yeah. know who Russell Crowe's going to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's going to be in it. Yes, yes. Um, the new Suicide Squad trailer, the Rebellion trailer, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, probably more so than the, the Red Band trailer. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I know that obviously when I go to watch the film, I'm going to expect what I saw in the Red Band trailer, but, you know, at least with this one, it's a little bit more pleasing to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as it's not as uh, confronting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but, so um, fully, uh, you're saying you would prefer the airplane version of the Suicide Squad than the actual release? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing that I got out of this trailer was Nathan Fillion's character yeah. and his, his 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 little power of being able to I don't know it's how like to put det- this detaching, detaching his arms yeah he just detached his arms yeah. out of nowhere yeah and that's all you get from that power in that trailer and I'm like wait a minute <laughs> what is that you can hit people <laughs> over the head he- with it. I just hope he lives long enough so we get to see it in action. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like they're really teasing it for us. Yeah. I feel like so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I am really curious to find out what his actual powers are. Nice. Um. So yeah, that's got me a little excited. <laughs> nice. Um. What else? Mortal Kombat being delayed by a week. Okay. Yeah, I'm not happy about the fact that it's been delayed, but it's only a week. Um. We've waited this long anyway, <laughs> so... We surely have. I think I can wait another week and then we'll be able to watch it, finally. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ni- uh, Netflix buying out Ni- Knives Out. Um, they're, they'll, they'll get the money back through subscriptions easily. The, 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 the amount that they paid to buy out Knives Out sequels. So I... Um, yeah. But it's interesting to know that uh, what Knives Out got at the box office it, and what they paid for. They paid like maybe a hundred million more mm. than what they took home in the box office. That's true, yeah. Which is really interesting is. <laughs> that they paid a lot more for the sequels. Yeah. But hopefully they do it justice. I'm sure they will. Uh, and yeah, they'll like I said, they'll get their money back easily in subscriptions. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah Daniel Craig is returning as Benoit Blanc. Yes. And uh, Ryan Johnson, of course, is on board Can't too, wait to hear so. that southern accent <laughs> again. That's why, that's why I say Benoit Blanc. It's, it's, it's like Benoit Blanc and Hercule I have to say, I have to say that way or not at all. Uh, not at all. <laughs> yeah, you say it with the accent. The way it's supposed yeah. to be said. <laughs> yes. That's why I say uh, God so, sure. <laughs> so yeah, um, 
let there be more. I'm, I really enjoyed Knives Out, uh, so hopefully it'll be just as amazing for the sequels as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Space Gems poster for the characters. You pretty much summed up what I was going to say. Oh, I'm <laughs> I, glad we agree. <laughs> I, I really love the orange and purple gradient um, that they've got for the backgrounds. Uh, and yes, my favorite is the Bugs and, you know, LeBron James. That It's just making fun of the height difference. <laughs> it's like, all right, here is where Bugs ends and we're in the middle of LeBron James. Yes. So, <laughs> so that kind of made me giggle when I saw that. But yeah. I absolutely love the posters. Um, gives it a very retro kind of... Uh, a, a very... What's the word I'm looking for? A very futuristic sort of vibe. Like retro and futuristic at the same time. I know it's kind of contradicting each other. Uh, I think what I'm trying to... I think the, what I'm trying to more so say is very... Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's just got that sort of mixed vibe. Sure. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. because they're they're in this sort of technological world. Well, I get you, and it's because like you know the Looney Tunes are old school. Yeah, exactly. And this movie is so futuristic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the the fact that they've got um, you know, just the 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 main Looney Tunes. Um, giving them their own posters. Roadrunner, my gosh. I love Roadrunner's Just one. holding yeah. in midair. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you've got to have Taz. <laughs> yeah. Lemony Fresh. Yeah. Lemony Fresh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. I really can't Come to Tasmania. Um... <laughs> Uh, moving on to um, the Rick and Morty season five uh, trailer, um, I watched it. Uh, my my problem is I actually haven't seen season four yet. Uh, I feel like since since the season four trailer that I watched, um, I and because I haven't watched it since because I haven't actually watched the series, um, I, I feel like I've lost interest in it. Maybe, uh, and that's that's probably why. I haven't gotten around to watching season four. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that I will never watch it ever. Uh, I I think after watching the season five trailer, it, it's kind of maybe sparked my interest to go and actually go back and watch it. Good. And, good. and finish it off. So you should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's only like 13 Cause episodes. I did- because yeah, because I, I did, I did enjoy the first three seasons. So I, I, I don't see why I didn't, continue on maybe it's just the fact that i had a lot of other things to watch uh at the time so it just completely slipped my mind to go back and watch it yeah, so probably yeah um and lastly yeah i think after yeah that's probably the only other thing that i'll mention like don don't on um like i said previously when we talked about um the powerpuff girls i I've only watched random episodes of the cartoon, mm-hmm. so hopefully when the live action comes around um, and we see the trailer, it might spark my interest to actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, I'm just a little um, meh about it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty much my thoughts on this week's nerdy news. How about you, Michael? Well, uh, the Russell Crowe doing a. Uh, joins the cast. Uh, 
I think he's probably going to be like a small cameo. This is only what I'm thinking because, well, because Russell Crowe, he's in the country, and and you know if you if you got like the Russell Crowe, uh, um, Maximus himself, I reckon I reckon mm-hmm. you can put him in like anywhere, and people go, oh my god, that's Russell Crowe, like the same like the same way that we did. And it's like, oh, that's that's Matt Damon, <laughs> maybe. It's a, it doesn't look Matt like him. Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, so, and I don't know if he's going to play Thanos or not because if. Because uh, I do follow him on Twitter and uh, there was a picture of him with um, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I think they were watching a Rabbitohs game or something. And, and he, <laughs> he's got long hair and beard, so. <laughs> I don't I saw that picture, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm not sure if he's going to be uh, bald headed. Uh, uh, clean shaven uh, Thanos, J- just okay. just like um, just party painted <laughs> purple. Even though that would be a really cool image. Um, yeah, uh, the Suicide Squad new trailer. I did watch it. I did a reaction to it, and I'm um, I'm I'm even more excited of what that film's going to be. Uh, and Fulia, uh, my wife was the same. She preferred that trailer than the other one. I thought, oh, that, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I like a bit, <laughs> I like a bit of dirty stuff. Uh, says more about me. But you do get, but you do get peace. Uh, you do get peacemaker saying, saying um, his wonderful line is that <laughs> I would die, I would die for peace, no, uh, no matter. If I have to kill every man, woman, and child just to get peace, and so, yeah. yeah, that sums you up. I like that a lot, yeah, because that sums up peace. Yes, <laughs> yeah, peacemaker indeed. Peacemaker, heartbreaker. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mortal Kombat being delayed for another week. It's yeah, don't fuck up with my plans. We had this plan; it all set. We were we were gonna go to Mexican kitchen. To, and then and then watch Mortal Kombat like a proper date night away from the away from the child. Hmm. Uh, oh well, because you can't really take Mortal you can't really take a, a young child to Mortal Kombat. She wouldn't understand. Um, <laughs> At least that's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. <laughs> she 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 wants to continually watch um uh, Teletubbies for some reason, <laughs> like the new version, not the not the one that we grew up with. <laughs> Um, where they don't repeat everything every five fucking seconds. Um, Knives Out sequels, I'm all for it. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed uh, Knives Out when it came out. <laughs> uh, and yeah, um, uh, I want Brian Johnson. Ryan. Ryan Johnson. For some reason, I thought Brian. But Ryan Johnson, yeah, uh, he did a very smart thing. He actually owns the sequel rights to Knives Out, so, and mm. and it just paid out. He uh, probably the <laughs> the the original distributors for Knives Out said, yeah, okay, we'll just, we'll make you you you're, you're hot stuff at the moment because you you just done Star Wars and. Who knows if this is going to be popular or not, and and it paid off. So he's going to be raking in the, the in the Netflix big bucks. So that'll be awesome. And it also 
is also a question is like where does Netflix get all this money? Usually it's it can't be all pay it can't be all subscriptions, can it? Maybe they're maybe they're doing like a producer sort of thing. It's like, yeah, we'll give you money, we'll give you money, we'll we'll, we'll pay back our backers. Maybe, maybe they're running on a loss. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a bit tricky. Um, <laughs> Space Jam: New Legacy. Uh, the posters came out. Yeah, I'm really excited for this uh, movie for some reason. I don't know because because <laughs> as I've as I've said. Uh, the original Space Jam. Um, I liked it as a kid, and if you watch it now as an adult with critical thinking, you, you look at it as like, really? <laughs> and yeah, and I'll probably save it more more on the um, tra- trailer talk as well. But I will mention that um, apparently Lola Bunny is being played by not the original voice actor. But someone, no. but someone famous. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Oh, do you know Kendall? Yes, yes. I forgot to mention it. That's all right. You want me to mention it or you? Because you are the nerd. F- you know the. You are the nerd, nerdy news queen. And no, it's okay. You, you. And I don't want to step on uh, any any hands or faces. No. <laughs> Not nothing to step on here. By all means. Okay. Lola Bunny has been. Uh, voice acted by Zendaya. Yes. Yes. It's very cool. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, okay. Um, I don't mind that. I mean, uh, I like. I really like the Christian Wig version of Lola from the, from the the Looney Tunes show. But you hmm. know, you can do whatever you like because you know she is a cartoon and she's not to yes. be taken. Sexually, <laughs> too seriously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that delay. <laughs> oh, the delay. <laughs> yeah, she she is a she is a cartoon rabbit, and that is all. <laughs> Rick and Morty season five. I'm all for it, and when it comes out, I'm probably going to. Uh, if you don't mind, Kendall, take the mantle of non-scripted ramblings for each episode that comes out. Oh, please. Yes, you can. I, I'd i love to watch your reviews and reactions to Rick and Morty. Uh, thank you. Even though they don't make as much of a splash than yours. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and mine don't make much of a splash anyway. So by all means, help Grow the brand. <laughs> I will grow the brand. I I I, I am brand. I am. I'm called Brand Grower. <laughs> that is my DC name. Uh, brand of, Grower. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of DC, nothing. There's nothing left. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, new. There's no new gods. So there you go. Yeah, I think that's it. Basically, uh, I'm probably not cool. gonna watch. Probably not gonna watch Powerpuff Girls. And Winter Vision, I didn't really care enough to be duped by it. But there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Maybe I'll I'll watch it because uh, Australia is in Eurovision for some reason. Because we are located in Europe. (laughs) That's not the point. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) <laughs> is that why America can can be part of the Commonwealth Games? 
Because huh? America's not part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. But they're not in the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> no, Canada, Canada no, they're is. not. No, I'm yeah, just saying if America goes into the Commonwealth Games. Yes. It's got nothing to do with it. There's a rule. Okay. That says that we can and we will and we have. <laughs> <laughs> I have spoken. That's it. I've spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> so, Kendall, have you spoken? Yes. I I I have, and I'm going to continue to do so because yes. that was the end of the nerdy news. Woo. All done, for, which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. All righty, guys, it's trailer park time. We have some very cool trailers to talk about. Uh, this week, uh, starting with uh, a new look at Black Widow, which, uh, as we mentioned last week, has been moved from its uh, May release date to the 9th of July. So now Marvel and Disney have decided to put out another trailer to promote it, uh, get the word out that it's moved and show some new footage. So this trailer has a, has a lot of new footage. It has also a lot of footage we've already seen, uh, which is fine. But it also tugs on your motherfucking heartstrings. And I was not prepared for that. <laughs> yes, I saw your video. Oh, you did? Yes. And, oh, Kendall, if we weren't yeah. virtually here, you needed a hug. I did. I did need a hug. God. <laughs> I know. I feel, so, I feel so silly getting so emotional about something like that. But, like, it means a lot. Like I said in the video, it means a lot to me. So, I, yeah, I did a reaction video to it. Uh, so, please go check that out. I'll mention it again later on. Um, but, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, tugged on the feels for me. Uh, because, yeah, I, I care a lot about Black Widow as a character and the fact that she's finally getting her own solo film solo film, and it's coming up against such a, you know, a struggle to actually get the movie out. Um, it's just, you know, a disservice to her character and, and what she stands for and, you know, the fact that, you know, all the, all the boys except Hawkeye have had their own times to shine and, yes. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um... I really did enjoy the fact, though, that they decided to uh, really kind of reiterate her history in the MCU in this trailer with little clips from the other movies. The fact that they used the Avengers score throughout this entire trailer was magical to me. I really loved that. Uh, you know, the subduedness of it in the early bits of the trailer when they're showing the scenes from from uh, the first Avengers, um, Civil War, and then Endgame at the end, right before she dies. <laughs> oh, ripping the heart out right there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I really like the touch of uh, at the end when the title card comes up and the it's the Avengers theme, but it has this, you know, Russian kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, that was very, very cool. I Hats off to whoever made that decision. Very well done. Um, and yeah, all the new footage was really cool. I didn't know we were going to get flashbacks to a young Natasha. Um, that's awesome. So we're going to get heaps more of her backstory. I mean, I think we knew we were going to get some anyway because we're visiting the Red Room for the first time. But I didn't realize they were going to go that far back. So that's awesome. 
Um, yeah, and the action scenes are just still looking awesome and amazing and epic. And yeah, I cannot wait. It's going to be, it's a long time coming and it's finally almost here. Um, so it's a really, it's a really good trailer. Really, really does help you get back on the hype train, I think, for this movie. Mm. Uh, at least that's what I think. Cool. Yeah. Well, I have to. I have to agree. Oh, good. I have to agree. The um the the trailer for Black Widow, uh, this time around, definitely uh a lot more to see. Um, all the new stuff. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I got chills by the end of it. Mm. <laughs> um, which means that I'm all over excited again to to actually finally hopefully watch the film. Um, so I, I can understand, uh, why you got a bit emotional with certain things that popped up. Mm. Um, definitely pulling on the heartstrings for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where her story goes and just the fact that she's saying, uh, that, you know, thing like things were different back then. Yeah. And so now she's like. I'm a different person. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be interesting to sort of see where she started to where she ended up during that time. Because um, I want to know more about what happened pre the Avengers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. And the fact that, you know, the family is also involved. So it's like a family business type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to actually watch the film um, and hopefully we will be able to if there's no more delays. <laughs> yes, Marvel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm ex- just as excited as you are. Great, Kendall. Awesome, Michael. What do you think? Yes, uh, it was a good. It was a good. Uh, Remember, we're here. Trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still coming. <laughs> yeah, and and it it's all called for because you know it, this will be the last date change. It's a coming. Yeah, um, July 9th for real this time. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, um, looking at the sort of um, run run sheet of what's uh, to come, uh, I don't think they could have held on to this any longer because uh, no. essentially stuff is stuff is sort of um, coming out. So we're gonna need. Um, to know what happens, just to understand what's going on. I mean, uh, apparent apparently, uh, um, uh, a lot of this is also has something to do with Hawkeye as well. The Hawkeye series that's ca- coming out as well. So, so mm. we need to know what happens in in Black Widow. So, it's great that they, you know, they they bit the bullet and they're going to. Um, uh, Put this in cinemas as well as uh, on uh, Disney Plus as well. Uh, if you if you need to not go to the cinemas because you know yes what's going on. Uh, but I'll be going to the cinemas definitely for this mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because I need my Marvel on the big screen. I mean hell it, yeah. I mean Wonder Vision and and. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is awesome on, on on my TV, but I want something a bit bigger. We're going to need a bigger mm. boat for this. And, yeah, boy. Yeah, and looking at this, uh, I, I have to admit, I completely forgot what was happening in in uh, 
<laughs> in Black Widow. I knew I knew the Taskmaster was there, uh, for, and uh, the Red Baron, and and that was basically it. And they were all family. And then this sort of harkens back as like what their family was back then. And yeah, something to do with dysfunctional families. I'm all in for because I love my family flicks and. You make a family where where you can, and this looks like it's gonna it's gonna do the same thing. Tug at the house, tug at the heartstrings, and when that and when that um, Avengers score comes up, that just does stuff for me. And yeah, it's like oh, don't mm. do. Mm. And having don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Kendall, please. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a segue. Um, but Kendall, please <laughs> remind us when are we going to watch it? Hey, hey, okay. hey. well done. Thank you. Well, I'm here all week well, until next week. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Black Widow will be finally releasing in theaters on the 9th of July. Um, only three months from now. Ah, uh, it was supposed to be this month. Anyway, I'm <laughs> I'm still not over that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, if you are in the US, especially, uh, it will be available to you on Disney Plus uh, with the additional fee for premiere access. So if you can't make it safely to a theater, please enjoy it from the comfort of your home. Thirty bucks. Um, just watch it and enjoy it. And if you can go to a cinema, do so and support your local cinema. I will. Um, and support the movie industry. I'll do yes. it for eight, eight bucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I go to a oh, village get, cinema. If you can get $8 tickets to Black Widow, then hell yeah. Why yeah, not? because I'm part of the um, V rewards thing, and I can u- use yes. points for that to Sometimes, discount. yeah, if you get enough points, it'll let you yeah get a cheaper ticket. It's yeah. very it's very nice. They did, it's very uh, good. Yeah, they're doing that for COVID, so people are more enticed to go to the cinema which i'll be yeah. going to anyway yes oh yeah me too absolutely and if All i right. can get a ticket for eight bucks is fucking score yeah <laughs> hell yeah hell to the yes okay all right trailer two is um one that we've been teasing throughout the nerdy news that we're now going to finally talk about and that is the first trailer for space jam a new legacy Yay! Come on and slam! And welcome to the jam! Um, super happy about this trailer. Uh, my uh, doubts about this movie are starting to fade away now, which is nice. There is still, they're still hanging on a little bit because I have such a, like, just, you know, a love for the original film, even though I know it's not amazing and it probably has not aged well. <laughs> I don't care. I loved I'll it then, then, and I still, I still love it. Yeah, no, you can say your opinion. You say your opinion is fine. I understand. I, I understand it's not the best movie, but I love it. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, so, however, this 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 version, um, I really like the way that the trailer has presented the concept of the movie, what it's going to be about, without showing too much, but still showing a lot. Um, so it kind of treaded that fine line I think maybe between showing too much but um, like I think it showed enough I just hope it didn't show all of the best jokes because you know comedy 
movies do tend to do that. So I feel um, like they'll be more in there for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think we haven't seen all of it, but uh, there were a couple of real good ones in here. Um, I really, I really hope Don Cheadle is playing himself. <laughs> just because, just because, like he's playing this. What, what did he call it? The server king. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, he looks like himself, and he's just, I don't know. It's like, why would you have? Don Cheadle as your avatar in this like obviously everything's connected it's like the like is it the Warner Brothers server hub or something like that's kind of the vibe I got from it uh, because you see references to Game of Thrones here obviously there's going to be some DC characters referenced you know, Superman was referenced in the list of heroes that LeBron James wants to to recruit for the team and then you know Iron Giant's also on there and then we actually see Iron Giant we see one of Daenerys's dragons flying about. We see Fred Flintstone. Like I, the reveals of all those characters was really cool. Um, part of me wishes I, it had been saved for the movie, though, because that would have been so cool. Be like, oh my god! But I did react really positively to that. I thought that was really cool. Something I wasn't expecting. But yeah, I, I like the element that Don Cheadle is bringing to this. Um, <laughs> Don't get to really see him be a, an antagonist much either. So uh, nice that he's clearly going to be hamming it up a bit, having some fun, chewing scenery and whatnot. Um, so that'll be cool. And excited really just to see LeBron James again uh, in another performance because um, I really enjoyed his his role in Trainwreck. He was very funny. The, the way he and Bill Hader bounced off each other in their scenes was real good. Uh, quite entertaining. Um, and he, just on that, he's a better actor than Michael Jordan was at the time. So that's <laughs> that's the only the only way is up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, and I like how they kind of ex- they showed that uh, you know you go into the Toon world, you become a Toon. So it's not like the original Space Jam where uh, Michael Jordan was himself and everyone else was animated. LeBron got animated, so that was cool. And then obviously something happens and then they all go 3D. So LeBron reverts back to himself. But then all the Toons and the Toon Squad t- uh, change into uh, CG 3D animation. Um, so, yeah. No, it was really cool. I'm, yeah, I'm down. I'm down to clown. Give it to me now. <laughs> Fulia, what do you think? Um, so I did a little trailer reaction video Did, to this we've all been busy doing reaction videos i love it i love it look at us go um Content. i thought you know what uh, i i absolutely loved the first film uh growing up looney tunes was one of the cartoon series that i would watch um and you know watching it with you know with my sister my and my dad my parents because they were you know, just looking after us, and the only way to keep us quiet was to put on TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Space Jam definitely a lot of nostalgia from from that film. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna record myself reacting to this. This is gonna be interesting to see. So if you guys want to go check that out, you can. Uh, it's over on my Foolish Fuji YouTube channel. Um, and but I'll make another spruik of that later on. Um, but yeah, um, watching this trailer, Space Jam, A New Legacy, um, I'm excited, I'm excited and a little nervous about this one. Um, I'm not sure how much of this film is going to hold up to the old one. I mean, 
you did mention the fact that LeBron James has done a better acting job than what Jordan did, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see the Looney Tune characters again. Like, I absolutely love them. Um, I have to say, Bugs and Daffy are my absolute favorites. Yeah. I mean, I know they're you know the main sort of ca- the main characters in the Looney Tunes, but I just I love their dynamics. The you know just the the their little things that they say to each other and the way they bounce off each other is just so much fun. Um, so I can't wait. Um, the little gag with Daffy Duck saying to Yosemite Sam, "Shoot the ball." And then Yosemite Sam literally shoots the ball with his guns. Is just like, what did you expect? Like, (laughs) let's try that again, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) So that was that was a lot of fun to see, and just seeing his bill just sort of like Mm -hmm. being shot to the other side of his face. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's the type of cartoon humor that I expect to get throughout the whole movie. So I can't wait. Like, I'm just a little nervous. In terms of the story, I'm not sure what to expect of it because at the beginning of the trailer, you find out that LeBron's son gets sucked into this world, then he follows suit, but you don't know the whole reason why Don Cheadle's like, you're going to have to play some basketball if you want your son back. So I want to know what's going on in that sort of sense. Um... But, because they didn't really touch on it very much in the trailer itself. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we also find out that it's not Monstars anymore. No. It is the Goon Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. And we're seeing very futuristic players, we'll say. Yes. One being very robotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another one that looks kind of like a spider lady. Um, yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I, I kind of miss the monsters though, to be honest, because they were a lot of fun. They the were fir- a lot in of the fun. First one. And I, a lot of the humor I in Space Jam One that I really liked was, you know, the um, when the real life basketball players had their abilities stolen. Yes. Like that was, that was a great cool. concept. Yeah, I really liked that. in that film. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm not sure how they're gonna, what they're gonna do in this one. I feel no. like it's just gonna because because they're in this serververse, which to me felt like a very Wreck It Ralph thing. From yeah, the, you know, Wreck It Ralph breaks bit. the internet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so they're kind of went in that sort of same direction as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a good point, um, which is really interesting. Mm. But yeah, it's 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 definitely gonna be hopefully a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, we'll find out when we when we watch the film when it comes out. Michael, what did you think? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sort of sort of excited for the, for this. Surprisingly, um, the way that I think that it, that they're going to go about it, I think in this particular universe, the first movie happened in this universe. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, because there was one shot where Bugs is actually wearing the original uh, basketball jerseys uh, from the f- first film, and I'm thinking maybe Space Jam that movie happened as happened in this universe, and and they're sort of doing a sort of soft reboot the way that uh, Jumanji did. Uh, it's not a board yeah. game; it's now it's now a video game, and. Yeah, I'm sort of getting Wreck-It Ralph, also um, Ready Player One sort of vibes as well. 
uh, I think it's pretty cool idea. I mean, it essentially like a huge ad for Warner Brothers because you can get all this IP, including King Kong as well, which is uh, uh, King Kong modeled after the 1930s King Kong, which I think pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I do agree. LeBron is a better better actor than than um, Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan is probably a better baseball player than than an actor, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> wow. What? This is my opinion, Kendall, and you said I'm allowed. No, to no, speak no, my no, opinion. no. No, I agree. <laughs> I thought I just thought it was a very funny joke. Thank you. Uh, I try. My best. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I think it's really cool that, um, the Looney Tunes are harking back to their original sort of style. I know, like, newer uh, versions of them have come out, uh, like, the new, the la- latest, um, uh, cartoons are sort of, uh, basing their, um, original look from the 1930s sort of stuff so it's kind of cool that they're harking back to the sort of uh, sort of 60s 70s sort of looney tunes as well and um yosemite sam and uh elmer fudd have their guns back oh my god uh, <laughs> remember that when that was a fucking thing that people oh it's political correctness gone mad they're not supposed to have their guns it's like just wait just just fucking wait it it's for that particular uh, version of of the fucking Looney Tunes, and they're probably going to do something different in the future. That's why I um, that's why I think because uh, Pepper Lip Hughes not in this movie doesn't mean he's not going to be used ever, like at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and people who like lose their shit over that should you know get a life. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, it's kind of cool that um, they're doing they're doing a mixture of two um, D animation and three D. Uh, I have a feeling that the reason why LeBron was two uh, D animated because it's a lot easier to do just a plain two D animation thing instead of ha- having someone live uh, having a live action person in there. It's probably a cost thing as well because then you can like splurge all you can with like uh like in the third act that the um basketball uh basketball uh game is going to be going to be where you have all these uh all these um outside audience members being being uh live action as well as uh 3d animated and having having the toon squad being 3D animated as well, which I, I think is pretty cool. Um, been watching a lot of breakdown um, videos on YouTube of what they who they can spot in the in the crowd, and there's one particular one where uh, they they have uh, two versions of penguin uh, next to each other. You got the 66 penguin, and you got the Danny DeVito penguin like standing next to each other. <laughs> And I wow. think, and there's also um, Jack Nicholson's Joker as well in there. There's there's <laughs> there's Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze 
in there. There, and uh, also Pennywise is uh, next to John T- uh, John Cheadle. Uh, John Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. <laughs> Drink break. I'm not. Ma- mouth is getting dry. Um, John. Uh, John. I say it again. Don Cheadle's character is uh, called um, AG. Uh, AG Rhythm, um, which is short for algorithm. Uh, very, very witty. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clever. So, so he knows what's hip, what's hop. So essentially, yeah, so essentially it is a. It, he knows. It is an AI. He knows. He knows. He knows LeBron's algorithm. <laughs> yeah. And he knows... That's why he wanted a basketball match. <laughs> and, and he knows um, uh, Warner Brothers Movie World algorithm as well. It's mm. like, what? Hmm. I need to make a movie that's got all our IP <laughs> in it so everyone can come see it because it's nostalgic and it's also, hmm. oh my God, look at all these people because, you know, Ready Player One was so successful because, you know, you get to see, yeah, that one and this one. And, oh, look, The Shining. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching it. And I think it's going to be a whole lot better than the first one. Uh, tonally and execution. Cool. So, Kendall, when are we yes. going to see this execution? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I was going to say the execution of Space Jam. Um, well, yes, Space Jam A New Legacy is coming out the week after Black Widow uh, on the 15th of July. Cool. So, yeah, very exciting. Three and, and a bit months. And hopefully a re-cameo of Bill Murray. Yes. <laughs> yes. Putting it out into the world. Bill Murray. Hashtag Bill Murray for Space Jam 2. That would be a really nice surprise. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Because he that knew he, he knew was he was in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be freaking awesome. All right, we got one more trailer to talk about. Let's go. Uh, it is a trailer for an upcoming Star Wars series that we've mentioned on the show before, and that is Star Wars The Bad Batch. This is the spin-off of the uh, Clone Wars series that was kind of backdoor piloted in the last season of The Clone Wars. Um, so, yeah, really cool to see uh, these guys in action once again. I think we there's been like a teaser trailer for this before that we talked about, I believe. Um, but this one's a bit of a longer one, showing us a bit more. Um, Freaking Grand Moff Tarkin's in this. So, um, you know, obviously we're set between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, we've also got a younger Sh- uh, Fennec Shand popping up, also voiced by Ming-Na Wen, who portrays her in live-action form in... Um, the Mandalorian, and we, yeah, we already knew she was going to be in this, so it was really cool to see her in action. She gets to pop up in a few spots in this trailer. We get to return to Kamino, the the place where the clones were created, because um, uh, yeah, Tarkin is not too impressed with this bad batch of of clones uh, that seem to be causing trouble for him and his uh, empire. So um, yeah, yeah, it looks good. 
It looks it looks it looks very Star Wars as it should. Um, good good animation, good uh, action set pieces here. I love all the different quirky characters that make up the Bad Batch. They're all very cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, I you know it's just basically just D Bradley Baker being amazing for <laughs> however many episodes. He's uh, voicing all of these clones for. Um, yeah. Man, his voice must get really tired, like, and, you know, because he's voicing so many characters. He probably, I imagine he probably only does, like, one character a day sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. In terms of, or maybe one episode a day, but, but imagine, then even then. Imagine, imagine the money you get out of being the sole voice actor I know. for those I characters. Really, <laughs> I really want to know how much he's getting paid to do this whole thing. Like, yeah. is, it, is it just one lump sum of just this, or is it does he get an individual salary for every clone he plays? Because um, <laughs> this is a bit different to the Clone Wars, you know, because mm. the Bad Batch are the focus of the series here, so... Uh, who knows? But either way, he getting paid well. Oh, yeah. Um, that Disney money. Uh, yeah, Fulia, what did you think of the Bad Batch trailer? Um, I really enjoyed the trailer. Uh, I have not gotten up to the actual episode in the Clone Wars series where they introduce the Bad Batch. Uh, I am slowly making my way to it. <laughs> Very slowly. Um <laughs> Uh, but so eventually I will have, I'm going to make sure that I have watched it before the Bad Batch series comes out because I actually do enjoy the Clone Wars. Yeah, good. Um, they were, they're a lot of fun to watch. The stories are great in it as well. And just being able to see these troopers talking, um, like not so much the nonsensical stuff that you hear in the films. Yeah, yeah. They actually have proper conversations yeah. and they have they have concerns for each other and, yeah, like and all that sort of stuff. We get reminded that they're people. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see um, where this story goes with the Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I am very interested in, in watching it, so hopefully... Uh, by the time this actually gets released, I'll have caught up. <laughs> yes, well, I'll tell you shortly how much time you've got left. <laughs> yes, yes. Michael, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, um, I do enjoy... Uh, I, I did, but still do, enjoy um, the Clone Wars. Uh, and, you know, and thanks to the Clone Wars, we got... We we got Mandalorian basically. Um, you got you got um, you got the people come uh, coming from there, going over there, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, it's just expanding the universe. Yep. And ah, uh, I'm I think it's a really cool idea of having uh, having a bad batch of the same person, but uh, but with slightly different alterations between between them all i mean um it's not really much i can talk talk about it yeah well you like it that's yeah, the, that's the um, main thing yeah i'm well what what would you say if i didn't like it <laughs> then i'd say well that's your opinion and that's also fine hmm not sure about uh, bring bringing uh Peter Cushion back, you know. 
Even though it's not Peter Cushing. Just leave. Anyway. Yeah, it's still, still. Just leave him alone. The guy, the guy's passed on. Just leave him alone. Jeez, I know he's he's familiar. Doesn't you got new you know got new characters and get new get more characters. I mean, why don't we get why don't you get Ben Mendelsohn's character from 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 Rogue One and bring him back? You know, maybe so it's all will. connected. Maybe, then maybe he will rock up. I mean, he'll be he'll be surely around at that point. So who knows? Yeah. If it if it doesn't have Ben Middleton, then I'm 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 quitting Star Wars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. All this for the win. And I like I really enjoy Ben Middleton. He's like, hey mate, you're not calling the cops, are you, mate? You okay, mate? Mendo, he's great. Mendo. Mendo. Yeah, the real Mendo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Kendall, when are you going to watch this show on May the 4th? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What time? I want to know what time. Okay, well, look. Let's let's just let me look at my uh, you know, window into Disney Plus. Um, somehow, I'm sure I that I have. So, um Bring it. I reckon seven this o'clock. Is, this is this is like usual. Interesting because um, most of Disney Plus's shows tend to come out on Fridays. However, the first episode of The Bad Batch will be streaming on Disney Plus on the fourth of May, as in May the fourth. Be with you. Yeah. Star Wars Day. I don't get it. You don't get it. Well, you don't deserve it then. Um. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or about the next day. Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth. So, yes, it will be coming out on Tuesday, May the 4th, um, probably as as the same kind of time time slot as the other ones, um, considering, you know, all the other shows come out at midnight in the States here in Australia. It's around 6, 7 p.m. at night. So You know, a reasonable time. <laughs> a reasonable time, which now I've just realised, yeah. does that mean we're going to be getting episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier earlier now? Because... Daylight savings isn't a thing anymore, and what was seven PM is now six PM. Mm. <gasps> Excitement. Maybe. Although it doesn't matter, I'm still going to be at work until nine o'clock, so it's <laughs> really not going to affect me. Um, and it really anyway. doesn't matter for me. I have to wait for Zelda to go to bed, so I'm going to have to wait longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're waiting longer. Speaking of which, unless we're going to watch it as a family, then you have to wait very long. Yeah, she's going to say, I don't understand, Daddy. What's this? And who's that Zola guy? <laughs> oh, dear. Bit of, a, bit of a hint. Bit of a hint of what I'm going to talk about. Oh, <laughs> I like the hints. Well, we're going to be talking about it very soon because uh, that's Trailer Park done. Yep. Which means now it's time for... For... Culture. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Popcorn culture. Is that loud for you, ladies and gentlemen? It was loud for, <laughs> it was loud for us. Although Fulia somehow did not pick the mic then, so that no. was very impressive. I did well. Well done. She's very trained. <laughs> very trained it's, in the auditory it's that, arts. 
It's all that twitching. It's all that twitching. 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 Oh, anyway, it is Falcon Culture time. Uh, we have reached the part of the show now where we like to break down, review, discuss, uh, theorize about the latest episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This week we're talking about episode three, which was called Power Broker. Um, mm, Zemo. 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 Um, I liked two... I read two reviews on this episode online and two different articles referred to this episode as being called, uh, one of them was Finding Zemo, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I thought was great. And then <laughs> and then the other one I really liked was Zemo Dark 30. Um, another, another cool movie reference. Obviously not as funny as the uh, <laughs> Finding Zemo, but I appreciated it nonetheless. Um, One's Disney. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, yes. So, we have the return proper this week of uh, Helmut Zemo, uh, Baron Zemo, Mm. as he's officially now been bestowed as uh, here in Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, Daniel Brawl coming back, reprising his role from Captain America Civil War. And as soon as he's on screen, he's just like, I'm going to trigger Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start the words. And the freaking music plays. And I was like, the whole episode, like, I, I cannot take my hat off enough to whoever is in charge of music on this thing. Because every time they reference something else, they're like, plays the theme of that movie. Um, mm. And in this episode, it was a lot of Civil War theme, like Zemo's theme from that. There was Winter Soldier music back again. Like, just, yeah. I love it. It's so clever. It's so and the end, and the end one as well. There's also another sting. Um, remind me what the sting Black, is. Black Panther. Oh yes, yes. We'll talk about that later. Mm. But yes, you're right. Yes, there was a little spoilers, little Wakandan <laughs> flavor uh, to the score at the yeah. end of this episode, which was fantastic. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I was really, really happy to see uh, Zemo back. Although, and I said this in my ramble video about it, but um, yeah, I was not expecting him to be kind of working side by side almost with Sam and Bucky. Um, although I maybe should have expected that considering at the end of last week, they're like, we're going to go to Zemo for help. But I really didn't think that those guys would be responsible for him getting out of his prison cell um, and that they would need actually be relying on him to uh, get the necessary information about how the Flag Smashers got the Super Soldier Serums um, and how they can, you know, stop them from um, using their powers for not-so-good things. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, but it, but it was great. I mean, it was really just a, an excuse to watch Zemo attempt to dance, which made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> His little raven... <laughs> going on yeah it was very funny um yeah but no so so great he's just but it was just that opening scene for me when he's him and bucky are conversing and yeah i just loved that whole setup it was really really great uh fulia what are your what were your thoughts on the return of zemo in this week's episode uh well it was a face that i almost forgot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's been five years since we've seen him, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it was interesting to to see him 
behind the glass wall. Mm. Um, uh, and then, you know, with as soon as you find out that Bucky wants to run past the hypothetical of trying to break him out, and then you see the montage happening, you're like, he's already done it. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I like that trope. I like that trope. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, nice to, it's nice to see him again. Uh, it is also... Uh, it was also quite fun to be... I was always on the edge of my seat on when he was going to disappear and do something else. Yeah. Or when, if he was actually going to betray them in some oh, way. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for it uh, all the time. So, like, waiting for it for the whole episode. Um, and, yeah, but it was definitely nice to see him kick some butt as well. Uh, helping out um, Bucky and Sam a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I was, um, I was, I was, I was kind of happy to see him. <laughs> yes. Although I'm, I'm still very skeptical of his, his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, motives. Motives. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, look, they kind of. Uh, I mean, Bucky at least tries to reason with Sam, like you know, and it kind of speaks to the the. the the phrase of the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing. You know, they both have the same mindset of uh, the fact that the flag smashers have super soldier serum is not good. Overall, Zemo hates, uh, hates super soldiers. Um, you know, he brought an end to the winter soldier program, uh, that we saw in civil war. Um, but then, you know, the question will remain whether or not his hatred against the Avengers will outweigh his hatred for the Flag Smashers and their abilities. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Mm. But, yeah, uh, how the betrayal will happen, because it's happening, I'm sure. It's going to happen at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what did you think about Zemo in this episode? Yeah, he definitely knows more than he does let on, mm. um, considering what's happening with the flag, um, the super, super Serum and the Flag Smashers and everything that's happening basically um yeah i'm really excited about about um them bringing back this character because i i really enjoyed um zemo in in uh in uh the uh civil war movie and this episode i'm in two minds if i like it or not that they changed his backstory to, of course, it's what happens in the comics, but they set his character up being he was just an average man and he took down, basically, the the Avengers. And I think that that's a lot more interesting. And and now we discover he's a, he's a, he's a rich, rich kid. Yeah. <laughs> and he got... And he got jealous, and basically. Apparently his, well, his family were royalty in Zagoria, he says. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah, I'm 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 in two minds yeah. because yeah, I don't know that much about the comics, but I I do I do like what was given to me. And is this a portrayal? I don't know. I I know that they try and like change things up a bit uh to keep going forward of what's happening. I, I'm I'm still not too sure, but um I gathered that because he took down the Avengers and the Avengers now are really sort of disbanded because everyone's doing their own thing now. So essentially he's still one. So he's 
he's more laid back. It's like, I did all my work, so I'm just going to sit back and relax. In jail, apparently. And that jailbreak scene was a little bit too easy. Yeah, because he's... How, how is the cell door open? Like, you just see him walk out of his own cell. Like, isn't it supposed to be a lockdown at the prison? Mm. That was weird. Very weird, yeah. Yeah, and it, a lockdown in a German prison is like, where, really? You you know you know the reason why he's in there, right? Yeah, literally. Because, because he... He killed a government official. Yeah, he he, commi- uh, he committed regicide, for God's sake. <laughs> yes. Mm. So surely, come on, guys. What what is this? A public prison? <laughs> <laughs> is this government funded or is it paid by bankers? You know, um, bankers. Uh, yeah. So kind of cool that he's wearing his mask. Hell yeah. Yeah, I like that. Passed down generations and that, with a questionable um, history, if you know the comics mm. and that, mm-hmm. which I sort sort of had a look through. It's like, wow, you come from a real line of racist bastards. Okay, you <laughs> okay? <laughs> because because his grandfather was a uh, a Nazi scientist. Yeah, and he's fucked. And his father was a white supremacist. So, does that continue down the line? Considering all the shit they was talking about to Sam, it's like it's like I was in jail. You would know. Oh yeah, you were. Was that a swipe? Was that a racist swipe? Because you know, I, black people being in jail. I don't think it was. I think it was just a reference to the fact that you know, at the end of Civil War, uh, you know, Sam was on the raft locked yeah. up. So. Yeah, he was in jail. But it yes, could be, but... you could interpret it that way, especially with the comments the show has been making on race so far. What's going through, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so great that he comes back and he's now a meme. Yeah. <laughs> dancing, me- Love it. dancing Zemo, dancing Zemo. Dancing Zemo. Dancing Zemo. Um, yeah. So it was really great to see him back, of course. Another returning character uh, that we finally get to see this week was Sharon Carter. Uh, Finally coming back. Uh, Wondering when she was going to show up. So um, when the the boys fly to Madripoor to um, dig up the dirt they can on um, where the serum's coming from. And um, we kind of sort of get hints at the power broker don't know who he is or anything yet um but then sharon rocks up um and uh helps helps the guys out uh although is very hesitant to do so because you know she's harboring some not so nice feelings towards them because she was pretty much forgotten about Mm -hmm. um (laughs) not just by the writers of the the of the mcu as a whole (laughs) but but by the the, char- the characters um, who have just, you know, everyone's gotten a pardon. You get a pardon. You get a pardon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets, even Bucky gets a pardon. But sh- all Sharon did was take the shield and take Sam's falcon wings to save his ass from his ass, which I thought was very funny. That little line, the way she said it. Um, you know, that's all she did. Freaking... Bucky as Winter Soldier killed, I'm sorry, how many people? (laughs) 
like directly and indirectly. For 90 years. Um, and yet, over 90 years, and yet Sharon is on the run for that uh, in Madripoor. Um, and she can't go home. And she has uh, understandably become very uh, uh, angry about the whole situation, not happy. Very, very different, bitter kind of Sharon Carter than we're used to seeing. Um, and I, I also mentioned this in my video that I was of two minds about it. Like, part of me likes, likes the fact that she's, you know, in this direction, and I understand why she's in this direction. But I was really looking forward to seeing like a, you know, the Sharon Carter from Civil War and and Winter Soldier that you know has their backs as a as a righteous. Uh, agent, you know, working on the right side of things, but here she's be definitely becoming, uh, you know, a very shady kind of lady, um, doing what she can to survive because, you know, she's been discarded by her country essentially, um, and has no no help, so she's had to blend in with the criminal world, I suppose, that she's surrounded herself in, um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I know it was, it was good to see her. It was just good to see her, though. I, I, I guess just in general, and um, she got to kick ass a bit in some really cool fight sequences that were very well staged. The stunts in this episode were were great. Um, Fulia, what are your thoughts on the return of Sharon? Well, to be honest, she looked like a new character to me because okay. I completely forgot. Yeah, about her again. Five years since the yeah. war, so. <laughs> um, but. Her character is pretty cool, um, very kick-ass. She knows how to handle herself. Mm. She knows, um, oh, she knows what to do when trouble hits. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely like that character, and hopefully we'll see her a bit more. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure what else I could really. That's okay. Say about her. <laughs> yeah, that's a fine. That's fine, Mike. What are your What are your thoughts on on Sharon and this? Yeah, episode? I, I could have concur with uh, Fulia. Uh, she didn't really have much to do in Civil War. Um, she didn't really. Uh, what was great that they sort of gave her a personality in in this, um, and yeah, a questionable personality. And we we get to we we learnt that she wasn't blipped, so. She was. When did they say? When did they say um, that though? I think when they they were getting dressed for the um, uh, rave. So I think it was in that scene where it's like uh, you spent five years. It's that something to do with that? I think she actually spent five years where she was. So she that probably. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm blowing smoke because. No, no, maybe maybe you are. I'm really tired right now, so I can't remember, but I'm fairly certain there wasn't any references to whether or not she was blipped away or not, but I, yeah. I could have missed it. There was a reference to someone saying that, though. I do remember it. Okay. I just can't remember whether it was Sharon or if it was someone else. Okay. Because uh, it would have right. actually fit but where she was. Uh, where she was and where she is right now that she collected all this art it's yeah. like well that's what she did for the last five years and well there, there, yeah. there wasn't it there wasn't anything to no. do and now, now and now basically yeah. america is back and they still wouldn't let and, and she probably had a chance to go back and she said no no fuck you i'm i'm staying where i am because 
screw you guys, I'm going home with my art. Yeah, that's 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 fair. So yeah, <laughs> no, that's a really really good. So point. Yeah. um, so her character change, I, I I didn't quite mind. It made it made it interesting and 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 it sort of adds on to what really uh, uh, the blip is a is really a pit, pitiful a pitiful uh, uh, an actual. Pitiful. Pivotal. I can't even say the word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, in the MCU, yeah, yeah. like a lot of shit happened. That that was that was the tentpole of the MCU, and uh, people are still trying to build from there. And it's sort of it's it's sort of a thing that we're sort of dealing with now, considering what happened last year, and and we need to rebuild and. And it's either for good or for worse, because uh, the the fir- first time we had people dealing with the blip was uh, Spider Man Homecoming, and it was for laughs. Far from home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. It's good that you're here because I can't remember shit, and <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was hired in the first place. <laughs> no, you're shit, Kendall. That's why we. That's why I we do. hired you. You should get a raise. What? <laughs> Okay. What, what's a percentage of a zero? Yeah. That, yeah. That thing. Zero. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, um. And also, she's she's a bit shady as well. That she's not letting on some information. Yeah. As well. I think I think so too, and I I want to bring up something later with that, but I'm gonna shelve it for now. Um. Because you have a you have presented me with a very good segue, um, talking about the fallout of the blip. Um, right at the start of this episode, we get uh, a, an ad for the GRC. Yes, um, which is the Global Repatriation Council. So this is the organization that was formed uh, once everyone came back to uh, resettle everyone. Um, and boy, um, did we get the, both sides of the coin in this episode. And I, again, I really love it. The way that the things in the MCU really, um, I don't know. I just, I would for once just like there to be, uh, uh an altruistic organization <laughs> that's pure from top to bottom, but you know, superhero things like sci-fi reflect real life and unfortunately not every organization that exists in the real world is is proper uh and does yeah, things we are correctly. we are talking about so, a government funded uh, thing it's like yeah, hey we got yeah, all exactly. the resources so, we got all the tools you have to come to us yeah you have to yeah yeah so good intentions poor execution um but no so that that ad was very interesting and then to to find out like to just basically go from there straight to um our first of two i think we only get to see john walker briefly in this episode he's not really a huge part of it which is fine um and uh, just, I would like to take this opportunity to say, uh, anyone who is sending Wyatt Russell death threats is a moron <laughs> and should not be allowed access to the internet because it's a fictional thing, you guys. He's a real person. Stop it. Um, but anyway. Oh, come on. They've got legitimate criticism. <laughs> 
Bring back the real Lola Bunny. Yeah, oh, God. Anyway, John Walker, um, yeah, is working with the GRC um, because obviously he's he's been tasked by his government to track down the Flag Smashers and Carly Morgenthau. And uh, so they hit up the, um, the internet cafe that we saw them go to last week. Um, and... Yeah, uh, we we get to see more of of John Walker's kind of descent into to villainy, I suppose, um, where he just he he just screams and I hated it because I'm just like he's holding Steve's shield and he's like screaming at this guy. Do you know who I am? I'm like, oh my, my father God, will heal Come about this. Down. <laughs> yeah, literally, he's the Draco Malfoy of fucking MCU. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no. It it's I mean it's great for his character development, but yeah, it's just it's so hard to watch someone masquerading as Captain America be anything but what that shield represents. Mm. Like he's starting to get to that point now where he's willing to do anything it takes to get the job done. And they yeah. even he and Lamar are having that conversation near the end of the episode and they come to that conclusion of uh because they've they've used all their resources um you know, to do everything by the book to try and put a stop to the flag smashes, and it's not working. Um, and you know, so I just, I, it's le- def- I feel like it's really leading down the path of um, of John turning to the power broker, whoever that may be, or turning to just you know some kind of nefarious enhancement uh, or means of some kind to. Yeah, stop the flag smashes and be successful in his mission. Um, yeah, yeah. And then by that as well, I mentioned Carly um, getting a bit more depth in her character again this week, you know, kind of sympathising with her, the fact that um, the the abysmal job the GRC have done with a lot of people, um, putting them in camps instead of, like while they're, I don't know if that's why they're waiting to be relocated or if it's more of a permanent solution because they've got nowhere else to go and they're refugees. I don't know. Um, they don't really kind of define it too much, but that's kind of the vibe mm. I got from it. So you kind of really feel for her when she's at the bedside of this woman who's kind of like a mother figure to her and um, she's, you know, she's dying and it's very sad. Um, and then, you know, she decides to kill a bunch of uh people who work for the GRC at the end um which was really surprising and now that she's she's willing now she's also willing to cross a line so John Walker is about is he's approaching the line and she's crossing it um to do whatever they need to do and get it done in order to achieve their their goals so I kind of liked how their storylines are kind of running concurrently through this episode what did you think Fulia? yeah I can I can see where John Walker's actually going. Um, I can agree that he's definitely going in the wrong direction, mm-hmm, yeah. especially the fact that he is representing Captain America uh, yeah. as a symbol to yeah. the nation. Um, it's it's hard to watch a little bit because it's like, but that's not what Steve would have done. I know. Done. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. I'm like, he he's doesn't. Just so... He doesn't care about his title. <sighs> Don't it's, go yelling at people, you know, uh, do you know who I am? Because they're not going to care. <laughs> no, they're not exactly right. They're not going to care. You're not in America to say that kind of thing. No. Um, You're not an Avenger. No, exactly. That's the, that's another reason why they're not going to care. Yeah. Um. So, 
I kind of see the descent of John Walker's <laughs> personality. Yeah. Um, and I'm just... I feel like they are going to end up either... you They're definitely going to start using the knowledge um, and the skill of Sam and Bucky for their own benefit to get to the answers first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we already had a hint of that with when they were using Red Wing to track mm, them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely going to be, I think, hooking them onto them more closely now. Especially, definitely. Especially now that they know that they sprung Zemo out of the prison. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting in terms of them trying to get to the source first so that so that the government can then applaud them for their work yeah. rather than Sam and Bucky for yeah. their work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's just like... I feel like John is... He's losing his sight of the point of the mission. I think he's... Uh... Yeah. He's losing sight of it. Yeah. Um, like the 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 mission that like obviously he he has his orders mm-hmm. and he has to go by them and he's a soldier first. But because he's wearing the the outfit, the costume, he he it's like the power's going to his head. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. it's it's really frustrating to see that because that never happened to Steve. No, no, of not. no. He used his own strength and skill and talent. To get to you know to to get to the things that he wants to get to, mm-hmm. but John is just he's not doing it right. He's not no. thinking that way. I so and like I understand that he is his own person. He's not Steve, and he even said that. I just I feel like that he's just he's using the facade of Captain America to. To get to the, to get to the end of this mission quicker mm-hmm. than it needs to be done. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm liking him less and less. Yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's becoming that character that we, we, we love to hate mm, in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, what did you think? Yeah, um, I always see it as. Um, with John comparing John with with Steve Rogers, uh, Steve never thought he was good enough to be Captain mm. America, like mm-hmm. the mantle, and that that was his story. And even after Civil War, he he said, "Well, I'm out. I can't. I can't do this," because he needed to be something like a representative of what America what America is. The way that America is going to be, like he needed to be, like what pretty much John Walker was doing, where he needed to be like the symbol of, um, like the like even in civil civil war, it's they uh, they were pressuring him to be well. This is what you need to be because we're we're not in the we're not in the thirties anymore. We're we're up to date. We're we're in charge. Uh, America, <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> you know, for uh, America, um, world police, basically, and and John Walker is complete opposite. It's like, yeah, I can do that. 
yeah I'm, I'm, I'm awesome I'm shit hot uh, my shit don't stink and and, and it's so telling and that scene was so telling where, where he just got spat in the face it's like do you know who I am it's like that that is his character right there. That's where that's where mm. his tipping point was, and and um, yeah, and and he is by any means to to achieve your goal. Uh, I, I, I would do whatever, and it definitely is the complete contrast of what he said uh, the previous episode of uh, "Stay out of my way." We're going to do things by the book. And you go off the grid. Well, we can't work with you. And it's like, well, you got pissed off. It's like, well, I can go off the grid because you know I'm Captain America. He's actually falling into that, into that trap. It's like he he's believing mm-hmm. his own bullshit, and and that is a dangerous thing. Um, yeah, that's that's with yeah that's with John Walker and with Kylie Carly. Kylie. Carly. Carly. Carly? Yes. Carly. Kylie. I'm thinking Kylie. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Um, hmm. Yeah, and she definitely has the turning point of actually falling into being a terrorist. Yep. And yeah, so it's it's hard to come back from that when you when you draw the first blood. Because you got no standing, you got no, you know, you have no moral standing anymore, especially through the eyes of the audience. It's like, well, okay, you're fucked. We're gonna have to side with someone else. So, where the flag smashers go from here, who knows? It's now, it's now officially a terrorist organization. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Hmm. Which is a shame because they had they had good points, but that goes for any like movement really when they start going into like the uh, violent route. It's always it's all it's mm. always that. I mean, Kendall, you saw it with um with uh, the movie that you just watched. Yeah, absolutely. Now they now because they they have a reputation now that they are being followed by by the FBI and I haven't seen the movie but I think I think it's something to do so, yeah, something yeah, a bit basically like that. yeah yes um, okay yeah I mean sorry I, I was also saying even a lot of people think that Greenpeace <laughs> is a terrorist organization because because you know they use water cannons it's like that's not humane. That use water cannons on Japanese fishing sh- uh, whaling ships. That's not humane. But anyway, that, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have no show. comment. <laughs> I can't, I can't contribute to that, to that. But thank you for bringing it up. Um, okay, Perfect. so a uh, couple of things before we wrap up. Um, one fun little guessing game I'd like to play before we talk about the the cool. Uh, Black Panther connection at the end of the episode. Um, who is the power broker? Because we haven't seen who they are yet, and the the vibes I'm getting is that it's going to be someone we know. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Someone, someone we've, we've seen, seen before. before. Now, um, I have a list of names that I would like to put forward and see what you guys think. So the first, the top of the list, <laughs> um, and this could very well be a red herring, but I'm starting to lean towards the, the, the idea it might actually be Sharon. Uh, because it has been a long time, mm. obviously. It, I agree with what you said earlier, Mike, that, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think she was blipped. She was around during the five years. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And just because of her change in attitude, um, the fact that she's immersed herself in this, this um, you know, underbelly in Madripoor, and uh, at the end, when uh, she heads to her car, she's got a driver and assistant waiting for her. And she's like, we have problems, like more than one kind of situation. Like, we don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it's either all a big misdirect or she is. Because, you know, they've been saying the whole time, he, power broker, who's he? Kind of as if to imply. Um, so I don't know. I like that as an idea. Um, it could be Zemo. I don't think so, but it could be Zemo. Um, and then for other characters from other movies, because we know that uh, obviously everything's connected in the MCU. Um, there's uh, a couple characters from The Incredible Hulk that could be involved. So The Abomination, Emil Blonsky, could be connected somehow, mm. especially because uh, of the... Um, the Dr. Nagel, the guy who was able to recreate the super soldier serum, um, has a connection to him uh, through the... Because the, the stuff that he was injected with is connected to the super soldier program and all that stuff. So that's all a big web of connections. Um, and also Samuel Stern, a.k.a. the leader from Incredible Hulk as well. Maybe. Um, but the other name I really like, um, and he, he's coming a close second to Sharon, and I think this would be hilarious if it was Justin Hammer. Um, if, if, if Sam Rockwell's mm. Justin Hammer made a return finally to the MCU, uh, even though I feel like he may pop up in Armor Wars, I think that would maybe make more sense. But um, yeah, more but the idea there. of him being the power broker... Um, would be very funny, I think. Kind of a, a Mandarin misdirect, sort of. Uh, but not all the way. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Sharon is my main pick, I think. Um, what do, I don't know, Folia, what do you think of those, or do you have any other names you want to suggest? I have no clue. Mephisto. Yeah, I was going to say, the power broker is Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I honestly have no idea. Like, okay. I didn't make any connection to who the power broker could be mm -hmm. for an instant. I thought it was the lady with the short white hair, uh, but then no. she got killed off. No, that was, that was <laughs> Selby. Yeah. yeah. Very quickly. That was, that was Selby. Yeah. Um, a bit of an underling. Selby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a clue. Yeah, I really and don't. And to be honest, that's probably fine because, you know, we're all kind of still, burnt from the speaking of Mephisto like all yeah. of the WandaVision <laughs> theories we thought it turned out not to be true that we true. overthought we're probably as we're having this conversation just overthinking the entire thing and it's yeah. probably someone 
We have no idea. We were just so. Doctor Strange. Yeah, we were just yeah, starving. Yeah, just starving. Yeah, we were just starving yeah, for yeah, content. Yeah, just trying to get the fires going. It's yeah. like Doctor Strange. It's Mephisto. Um, Hank, Hank, Hank McCoy. McCoy. Oh my gosh. I'm still Hank. Yes. I'm, Hank yeah, I'm still going for Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy is Mephisto <laughs> is the power broker. All right. Um, Mike, what do you think? What do you, do you reckon it's, it's one of these people or someone else or? Uh, a couple, uh, a couple more yeah. to add to the list, but I don't think Sharon, but I think she's maybe working for, um, the power yeah. broker, um, but probably tentatively. Uh, I don't think Zemo because he's been in jail. Uh, and he doesn't really know things outside of probably the jail cell. And if he was blipped, then cool. But if he's sp- if he spent another five years in jail with with like half, probably that's how he got out really easily. He's just plan. He's just planting his time. Um, uh, Thaddeus yeah. Ross is, is a yeah. good contender because uh, he was ordered. Auditor General, or one of them. He he was big big high yeah um, d- government the, guy, and he was yeah, in the, charge of the head of the Department of Defense or whatever whatever that role is. Oh, secretary. Yeah, he was Secretary yeah. Ross and, in Civil War. And um, yeah, War. and if he still held on to that um, after the after the blip yeah. during the blip, um, probably not. And he had a taste for taste for power it's like i want my power back so power broker yeah. there we go that's that's um, definitely and that also leads into the thunderbolts as well and that's another uh, team up movie of evil evil people um but uh, probably not but he is returning for black widow so it's maybe fitting considering we're probably going to get black widow after uh, falcon and winter soldier um, another contender that uh, I've heard around the internet traps of um, what I said before of having uh, Zola coming. Back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the 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 nasty uh, nasty the the na- Nazi scientist guy uh, in yeah, first yeah. Captain America and also in second Captain yep. America. Mm-hmm. Being the AI, and and maybe he comes back as as uh, as an AI in a robot. He's like um, a bit like uh, um, Voltron. You mean Ultron? Because he was very ahead of his time. He was Ultron, <laughs> Voltron. Yeah, you know, robots and shit. I know what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, it. W- would be cool if he came back because he is essentially a, a Captain America villain, and yeah, and he used to, he used to um, uh, work yeah, on Bucky yeah. as well, which is kind of cool, uh, like connections yeah, with that, and and he yeah so uh, i'm I'm thinking that would be cool if he came back as like a i don't know a bit of a robot thing because he does in the comics he do, does come back uh eventually but as as like an ai not an actual physical body but maybe he had backups 
he's he's like a cockroach. He, do, he he doesn't he doesn't go. He doesn't go away unless you unless you roach bomb yeah. bomb the guy and steal it back. Yeah. Well, I really yeah I really like that idea, and it kind of makes sense because it ties in ties in Captain America, ties in Bucky. Um, yeah, I think that would be it. Would make sense if it was it was a Captain America related character to be the power broker. That would be very yeah. cool. That would definitely add to the the angsty storytelling that they're doing. Yeah. And he's always mm. watching because he 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 is always watching because he's part part of the software. Yes, or is <laughs> Yes. And and putting that bounty like straight after uh, uh Selby got assassinated it was it was pretty yeah John it was Wick. wasn't it <laughs> considering the um considering the the writer for this episode was uh Derek uh, uh Colstein who yeah. actually wrote John Wick and he also and he also wrote Nobody wow. so that's my connection for the thanks week. for pointing that out that's cool <laughs> nice nice yeah. everything's connected everything's connected it sure is speaking of connections um uh, before we wrap up, let's talk about the end of the episode where um, Zemo and Sam and Bucky, they're um, following up on this lead on uh, Callie Morgenthau relating to um, her mama Donya who passed away. Um, so they're getting closer and closer to the Flag Smashers scent. And then Bucky notices uh, a Kamoyo bead on the ground which I'd forgotten that's what that was and what they were called. And then I watched a few videos recapping it. I was like, oh, that's what it is. I was like, okay, obviously it's a Wakandan piece of tech, but I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, so he notices it, doesn't mention anything to Zemo and Sam because obviously they wouldn't know anyway, And he, as if Bucky's going to explain. Um, and, yeah, he ditches, ditches mm-hmm. them for a bit and then um, comes across another uh, another character that's also connected to Captain America's Civil War. So it kind of brings full circle this idea that this whole episode was very much, a, as Sharon said, uh, a Captain America Civil War reunion. Um, and um, we get to see <laughs> Ao again, um, Florence Kasumba's character. Um, one of the Dora Milaje uh, returning to the MCU, and uh, she just straight up says, "I'm here for Zemo." It's like, yes, um, great. I'm all for it. This is going to be really cool next week to see more from her. And I, I like that when uh, at the start of the episode, when Sam is uh, yelling at Bucky, saying, you know, protesting against the idea of having Zemo break out. It's like, do do you think the Wakandans have forgotten about about what he did, about the death of Tink, King T'Chaka? I, like, I didn't even think when I was hearing him, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense that they would bring that up. But I didn't even think for a second that that meant they were teasing that uh, someone from Wakanda was going to show up. So that was a nice surprise. Um, what did you think, Fulia? <laughs> um, I, as soon as I saw them, I I was very um, very curious. Then I realized, I'm like, ooh, that looks very Wakandan. Yes. I saw the little sort of engravings and little. stuff that were on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> as soon as um, as soon as soon AO popped up and I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, there it um, is. Something, you know, some shit's going to go down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the Wakandas are not happy that Zemo is free. 
So yeah. um, now it's up to Bucky to explain the situation. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder how she's going to take it. <laughs> yeah, probably not well. No. Um, <laughs> I can't see this going well for Bucky. No, no I, don't, I don't think so either. Especially... Or even yeah, well definitely for not well Zemo. for Zemo, but especially after how uh, the Wakandans took in Bucky and coined him the White Wolf and gave him the new arm and everything, and they're like, and you break out the man who's responsible for the death of our king. And I'm pretty sure they're probably also thinking, we gave you that arm, we can just as easily take, take it, it back. away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy, lay that down. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just curious as to. What's gonna happen next? Um, yeah, are, are they are they gonna fight? Are they gonna argue? Are they gonna compromise? Like, oh, I kind of want to see a fight <laughs> between them. I don't know if it'll happen. But. I don't know either. Uh, but I hope they just talk it out, <laughs> and she just leaves peacefully <laughs> and let them do their thing. And then once they're done, they can take Zemo. <laughs> Hopefully, but but. What's the point of having? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's some like, it's not. That's not how. Yeah, no, good it's, storytelling. It's, my works. my theory won't happen for sure. Like some something bad's gonna happen, um, but I just I'm I'm wondering what that's going to be. So, cliffhangers. God. <laughs> God, I'm getting a lot of um, uh, uh. uh, uh, uh uh, oh god damn it uh, Civil War vibes when we were talking about it like ages ago on the on the podcast when Phil was around and he says why don't they just have a <laughs> getting a lot of that vibes so it's like oh my god that's great it's like oh my god that's no <laughs> no. no we... what do you think is going to happen oh that's the extent oh Anything really? Does that mean? Does that mean they? Yeah, it could be anything. It because it's now going to be. I feel like Zemo. Zemo is probably not going to be around for the second season. I don't think. No. Because <laughs> he's out now, and there's a lot of people wishing mm-hmm. him dead, and he he was somewhat safe in prison. Uh, and now he's out. Especially the the Wakandans want him dead. Yep. So, or even face the consequences. So yeah, I don't think Zemo is probably not going to last until uh, last th- at the end of the season. Yep. And I have a sneaking. I also have a sneaking suspicion that probably John Walker is not going to last. Yeah, probably not as well. But we'll see. We got three episodes left. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. We're halfway, halfway through, through already. The season. Wow. Can't believe it. <laughs> it's moving fast. <laughs> All right. Shall we yeah. wrap it up there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? Yes. Yeah, I think I spotted. Um, uh, oh, good. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you're onto it. <laughs> yeah. Mephisto yeah, is. is the power breaker. Oh, we got to do like sc- scroll watch as well. Yeah, He's true. a scroll. <laughs> that could also happen. Sharon, Sharon's a scroll and is the power breaker. So wait, hey, wait. 
What if what if the power broker is Sharon, but it's a scroll who is Sharon? And the real Sharon is yes. in America. Like I don't want to say yeah undercover. Let's not say dead. No, I don't want that. Um, all right. She's she's still in America, but she's um uh, she's hiding away. better. Yeah, hiding uh, hiding very un- well. Undercover. All right. Yeah. That's it, guys. That's our wrap-up of episode three of mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yep. Power Broker. Hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. That was a lot of fun. Um, so before we go, we must check in with Fred and what's up. Um, lots of stuff, lots of content coming your way on the Fred the Alien uh, YouTube channel at the moment. There's a bunch of reaction videos from us there is my non-scripted ramblings uh recaps of falcon winter soldier i go a bit more in 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 deep in depth if you will with my thoughts um on on the episodes as they come out every week so stay tuned for that i reacted to the new black widow video trailer that came out uh uh, yesterday so um that was a great great video to film got emotional was was a good time or maybe not because i cried um but yeah yeah good stuff go check it out uh fulia and i dropped an episode of the monthly this week new monthly Mm -hmm. is out another another round of convincing which was a lot of fun (laughs) as always we love these episodes Yes. Um, so please tune into that to find out how both of us went and mm-hmm. convincing the other to watch watch movies. Um, yeah, and I don't think I have anything else to mention from my side of it. Fulia, you have a lot of stuff to mention. Yeah, so as I uh, mentioned in Trailer Park, I did a Space Jam trailer reaction video. Uh, so you can go check that out on the Foolish Fuji uh, YouTube channel. Um, uh, I have my usual streams and also, um, the other YouTube content that I do, um, you know, the past streams and currently still running Immortals Phoenix Rising videos. Um, and I'm still enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. And as I progress in the story and I learn more and more about, all these different things about, you know, Greek mythology and all that sort of stuff. It just engages me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also DLC content that I could potentially be doing, but I might do those on my own time, but okay. we'll see. Um, but they delve into other mythology, like Chinese mythology and all that sort of stuff. So that'd be really cool. Like ancient, ancient, ancient Asian mythology. Um, but yes, uh, that's yeah. I think at this point, that's probably probably it from me in terms of my content. Uh, as for other things, um, yeah, I'll just be working and watching and crafting and <laughs> and then that, that's and yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's it, Michael. Yes, um, I released a couple of videos for Fred the Alien. I did a very spoiler heavy review of. Uh, Godzilla and and Kong versus Kong, uh, very spoilery. And I also did a review, a non-spoiler review of Nobody, uh, and I go not so deep into that, but I do enjoy. Uh, I did enjoy the movie, uh, and I ga- gave it spoiler alert for the video. I gave it 
Four punches in the head <laughs> out of five. Nice. With my unique brand of of um, uh, of uh, rating, I like it. Movies and content. And I'm thinking I'll probably not do reaction videos ever again because having a look at the stats uh, with the um, the Suicide Squad, uh, Kendall, you're up to 81, and I'm still on. And I can't explain it. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's just the fact that there's two of the same videos with two different people on the same channel. Well, his came out first, though, so I feel like by that logic, he would be getting more views, right? Maybe it's the tags. Maybe it's the tags. I do have it. Maybe it's the tags. I don't really do <laughs> tags. Because essentially I'm doing these videos so I can actually practice my thought process. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's fair. Because it's pretty lackluster. I've, I've noticed after editing these, these um, hey, podcasts. Hey, I am exactly really the same as you. I feel the same especially after doing that Space Jam video, I was like, I don't think I said enough. <laughs> and I told I told her she was great. Excuse my yawning. We need to wrap and, up. It was great. That, yeah. That's all right. And the other reason why I don't do reactions is because my face can't fucking do reactions <laughs> properly. Um, my face is bored. There's not enough expression, apparently. Oh, okay. I disagree. No. But, all right. <laughs> I just look at her. Yeah. Yeah. I get that reference. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Nice. Anyway, that was great. Uh, remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> Fair enough. Who wants to fucking see that? 11 people. <laughs> yeah, 11 people, apparently. And only two of you fuckers like it. <laughs> And you got like seven, I think. That's all right. Look, I love the fact that we're all putting content out. It's been yeah. a content overload at the moment, and I love it. Yes, go check everything out yeah. right now. Yes, and we will tell you where to go in a moment as we wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that was that a podcast was called a podcast Fred. called Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts for Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get... Apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Unibum, Zing Competent Gamers, our live stations, and more. That was the Fred plug. It was. it was. I've been a candlelight. I've been a fully a candlelight. And I should have took a left from Albuquerque. <laughs> good, good, because Bugs Bunny reference. Albuquerque. Ain't, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> and you you've just experienced, just experienced a podcast called a podcast Fred. Called Fred. <laughs> Go back to Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque. Remedy B. I said A L B U. Kirky. <laughs> <laughs>
Those are for my Weird Al fans out there. Love it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate it Thank so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Yes. And we'll see you next time. And remember, Freddie lives. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And... Lives